Yo, well, yeah, my boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic ish and more. Yo, yo, what's poppin', cuz? Yeah, you gon' still bangin' ducks in 12 and 19, the only season I don't use. But nigga, have you heard ethnic ish and more, cuz? They got more shit on there, cuz. They doing past political shit, nigga. They doing relationship shit. Like, Mark Ali mad at me for cheating no more. Yo, shout to you, yo. Hey, yo, nigga, have you seen Melly Mel's IG? Cuz on neighborhood, she gotta be jelly, cuz jam don't shake like that. And she got the hash on lock, nigga. They on there for an hour, cuz. You better tune in and check that shit out on neighborhood, cuz. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points.
lost my mind. I did. I do it. Stuck in the box with no music. No love. There's no cupid. I gotta be smart, so I'm going stupid. Whose line is it anyways? I got a few more blunts rolled up. No doubt about it. If you got a problem, we slice the beef with some cold cuts. Niggas talking don't really curl like they lip lock and gonna affect the pay. Scramble your eggs and fry your bacon. When I pop the toast, that's a breakfast plate. I'm an eyeball to break even. You kick my way, I break knees in. A wrist lock, you get elbowed. Straight beating with your face bleeding. I told niggas we was the truth and they was looking at me like that's a lie. Now we in your face yelling, E, E, that battle cry when we strategize. Kill them all until we kill them off. The cars come with time, so we peel them off. No dental curve, we really floss. I worked hard, now I'm really boss. Small shit just don't get to me. The big pitch, I see it vividly. Now I'm trying to see why all these so called haters trying to get at me. We the chosen few who give a dose or two of your own medicine and culture foods. Kicking straight bars that we're supposed to do. You got the lesson plan and your work is due. Get off the bench, wait, let me guess. You're the next to flex. What? The only time you draw guns is black ops or etch a sketch. I'm tired of all the riffraff about how you got this and that. Shit don't even matter. What's a cartwheel to some acrobats? I triple the rounds for them clowns. Welcome to the three ring circle. We plugged in, and your team ain't even got circles. I'm taking it back to the punches like we boxing. Your team standing, we get the menu, and then we see options. Watch them. We coming through the back. Soon as we bust it in, floor the chin or the Mac blow. Little bitch screaming, shut up. Where them packs hold? You can hold on to life if you tell us, let that go. It's a movement going on, so it's best you get behind this. I know you a fan, cause Satan can't even hide this. Push your teeth for real and malice. I've been grinding. This ain't an old Gucci Mane mixtape, but damn, damn son, son, where'd you, you find this? Look at the progression, y'all. Tell me this ain't no damn progression. Can you read? It's a ethnic issue more TV. Hi, we're live at six o'clock, and here we have Soul Talk Nando. And please tell us about a violent altercation we heard about in the area. All right, so check this out, bro. Hold on, hold on, bro. Hold the microphone. Okay. Oh, oh. Seems to be his favorite drink. All right, so look, basically. I just saw the nigga run the nigga down, right? Old boy tripped and fell like a little white bitch, you know. Oh, wow. That shit was crazy. And then he stood over the nigga body, you know what I'm saying? He was like, Rrrr. he told the nigga, say cheese before he shot him, bro. That's all I heard was say cheese. Oh, wow. We'll have more at 7 o'clock. You gotta watch for it's the friends you make that growing envious of what you got so watch the hands you shake i hate to sleep with the enemy kim it ain't meant for this shit to be chemistry god can't get hold of the enemy when i'm in trying to get into this industry but somehow knew that that coma was coming i'm guessing this life it was meant for me all that pain and suffering returned me to a beast look what you did to me couldn't find heaven till my hell got lost they tried to run me out but the bell got tossed my soul 
tried to sell, but the sale got lost. Success in my pocket can't tell at all costs. I'ma miss it like the Mississippi River went south. If you really heard how you heard word of mouth. Chilling in the burbs of the curves. I'm a slouch that I should have been there. Big words from a couch. Young tiger conserved and I crouch. Get low. Hoes gon' come in the end. Get dope. Shows gon' come when the ends hit flows. Goes like water with the wind. Shit's old. I know that they hate me. I know that they can't, but I know that they don't have to bait me. I've been through the pain. I've been through the struggle. There is no way you can break me. How you only invest in the first some J's? Then wanna feel like a Jay-Z. Why you never invest in the hood that you claim? Then die over. You crazy? I don't die over. I don't lie over. Nor do I slow down the pace, please. Girl, I work from a lot more. But I'm just cutting these snakes cheese. What I've really been busting is straight threes. Break with cheese like it's something that great cheese. You want something to hold? You can take these. See a flash from the cannon. I say cheese. You can't show love if your heart gon' choke. You can't live life if your thoughts don't grow. Standing in the desert and you lost your road. Boy, you better find shelter when it's dark gets cold. Like Red Bird, the cardinal rule is do fly high. Like Jim Jones cooling on a G5 with endo pooling. You don't do that. Have you been more foolish? I've been more foolish. I've been more stupid. That's why I'm right here yelling, don't do it. I've been high, I like your my buzz, let me too. Fly by in a nice whip to dubstep music. That's love, kept music in check. Maybe in money, let's keep it direct. Direct me to anything, get in the million. You keep it percentage and keep me impressed. Keep me impressed or keep get impressed. There was no need for me being upset. If you want me have, I'll be needing the rest. Or you'll be having my knee in your chest. All of the backstabbers get a bullet back. Once an interim, ain't no pulling that. Your life was shit and you was full of that. This parachute, if you pull a strap. I know that they hate me, I know that they can't, but I know that they don't captivate me. I've been through the pain, I've been through the struggle. There is no way you can break me. How you only invest in the first of J's, then wanna feel like a Jay-Z? Why you never invest in the hood that you claim, then die over? You crazy, crazy, crazy. I don't die over, I don't lie over, nor do I slow down the pace, please. Hell, I work from a lot more, but I'm just cutting this next cheese. What I mean, you've been brushing the straight threes, break with cheese like it's something that great cheese. You want something to hold, you can take these. See a flash from the cannon, I say cheese. See, there's three of us on this screen. First time somebody's actually had a background that looked just like ours. And he ain't even in the building, y'all. We got to give a hand clap. We got to give a building. It's always a blessing when we can get another one of our brothers in the craft to come kicking with us, man. We got brother David Lindsay kicking with us tonight, man. How you doing, bro? Oh, can he not hear me? Oh, y'all. I know y'all. Y'all probably ain't even heard me on this thing. I've been talking this whole time, and I didn't realize my goddamn mute button was on. So, I'll partially give my introduction again for those who are watching, because the people who are listening heard it all. And y'all messing up, and I ain't even fucked up. And that's just the messed up part, because usually I'm messed up in here when I'm messing up. And, and I'm of a sober mind and a conscious thought. So I don't know what's going on, but like I said, man, it's episode number 93 of Ethnic is Your More, Tipping Cow. I am your boy, Nico the Great, and I got my wonderful co-host in the building. What up, y'all? It's the past master. Hey, it's, it's not about Granny tonight. Nah, R.I.P. Rome, man. Miss you, little man. <laughs> man, Granny, just chill at the crib. He'll contact you later. It ain't about that today. 
Yes, sir. Man, but we're going to have a wonderful show, man. Like I said, we got this episode is called Tipping Cows. And y'all going to know why. And this ain't the type of cow tipping that we've all envisioned. <laughs> this is not a bunch of niggas running out in the field, drop kicking cows. And I'm not going to lie, I have always wanted to do that. I saw a video of niggas like, I was like, cow tipping? What is cow tipping? And then I found out it was people going and Frank pushing over sleeping cow. First of all, cow sleep standing up. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. That's why I did that in the class one time when the teacher put me in the corner. But it ain't the same thing. <laughs> but to know that people, that's how you know people be bored in country. That's some Jeff City shit. Yeah. Like, that's how I heard. I, I lived in the city or suburbs. I was close to the city. That's some Jeff City shit. And everybody that's on this live to either attended a school at Jeff City or done visited Jeff City on frequent occasions. Jeff City, some country shit. It was the first time I ever saw white people congregating in the parking lot at Walmart for fun. I thought that was the most wildest shit I ever seen in my life. Hey, I'm like, what y'all on? They was like, oh, man, we just been kicking. I was like, in the back of Walmart parking lot? Y'all got some handy <laughs> hey, or something back here? They're like, what y'all doing? Hey, I'm going to tell you right now. Hey, when you was in college, what? in college, Wally World was the shit. But see, it was fun on the inside. Yeah. I never just post. First of all, black people can't kick outside in the parking lot that long, no way. Right. Without Jeff Jeff City, hell no. Every every police, every police department coming. But they pulling up. But yeah. I used to get bored, man. Be like, man, y'all niggas ain't trying to go to Walmart though. I'll just be going through Walmart, walking through the store, man. I just want to go in there and skate. But I knew they weren't going. So no, I ain't want to get in the police call on me late as hell and trying to explain to them. I'm trying to go viral on shit. Like I ain't want to do that. I did that in the Mills Mall already. And that was kind of cool. We went a little viral off that. Like, I think it was like 11 cows. That ain't viral, viral, but it's enough for me. Man. But, man, look. Tipping cow. We're going to find out more about that. We about to have some fun Like, tonight. A, right, if y'all saw them two videos, man, <laughs> shout out to my worthy brother. It's a whole night full of worthy brothers, man. I got my brother Alexander. We got brother David Lindsay kicking with us tonight. We're going to put that brother in front of it. Just because I say brother don't mean it's the brother I'm talking about. We talking about that type of brother that's been enlightened. This is the craft. And raised mm-hmm. to the sublime degree of a master mason. Mm-hmm. Preach. And I'm a past master. Uh, you know, I, I, the dual duality of the name, you know what I'm saying? Look, <laughs> you know, it's a double entendre at times. Man. Exactly. If you want to use it like that. But this is a wonderful past master. I'll stand tall on this. One of my favorite past masters. And not only in my lives, but of all the past masters right I've on. met because he's been real and solid since day one. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, man, we lost an amazing past master to our jurisdiction yesterday, man. Uh, blessings to my family as well as his family, the uh, Reed family, distant cousins of the Grimes, uh, right worshipful Carl Reed. Uh, we talking about past potentate, grand inspector general. I mean, there was not a move made in Missouri masonically. Not a move made without him knowing. Mm. Without him, every grandmaster, at least since I've been in, so you talk about 12 years of grandmasters, had this man like in their like right hand. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was, he was hip to hip with all the grands, you know, uh, serving as chief of staff and numerous of them. So uh, rest well, faithful servant. Uh, it's been a rough week for me, just with a lot of loss this week. But I'm still here because y'all already know the slogan. Rain, sleet, or snow. We in this hoe. You heard that, man. And look, I'm, I'm making up some mock-ups for that. 
Mm. I need that on the t-shirt. <laughs> well, I'm, hey, I'm working on some mock-ups for that. Hey, we gotta have it. Yeah, I'm working I, on it. I right. need I need that. And it's crazy. I just said it earlier today. I ain't sat right. down on my computer in a, uh, for a little minute today, but I'm working on a mock-up for that for sure. Y'all follow us on Facebook. But look, man, you. as always, I appreciate y'all ashy asses for tuning in every week. I ain't even gotta give y'all the slogan. Cause like we said, rain through the snow, we in this. We're going to be here, man. We're going to make sure you get this wonderful content. I call, we, we are the ethnic news. Yeah. We give you what we can, when we can, and how we can do it. And make sure y'all listen to us every Wednesday from 830 to 10. You can hear us on ethnicishamore.com, mycitymymusic.com. Spreaker is our main power source that distributes. Then if you right like to pick your favorite streaming platform, you got Apple, on Google, Spotify, iHeart, and 50 lamb other ones that I don't know the name to, but I know for a fact that we own them things because I checked my damn self. And if I ain't see, if I saw the picture but didn't see the episodes, I put the RSS feed in there so that y'all can continuously get them. So we're going to keep pumping this out. Like I said, this is episode 93. I didn't envision being in episode 93 when I started. Episode 93. I knew Honestly, it was, bro. And I've been 93 weeks straight. Yeah. I've been here. Yeah. I ain't <laughs> missed the episode. I ain't missed the week for nothing. Regardless if co-host showed up or not, I was going to be here. It's crazy when you, you have a that? whole episode playing <laughs> with no guests and it's just you. Yeah. And your other two co-hosts don't show up and it's like. Whole hour to just talk, and only this shit is based off the other two people of the hour. But somehow, some way, I'll be finding out how to stretch that time. It's like a, it's like a good drug dealer. Right. You got to know how to stretch and flip it <laughs> to keep the shit you going. Step on it. Long. You got to step on it. You got to make sure. But you know what? Uh, you know what's crazy, bro? Um, like the pandemic has been a, a blessing to some. Blessing. You know what I'm saying? It's been, a, it's been a motivator to some people. You know what I'm saying? And, and and watching you those first hell first fifty weeks before I got on, you know what I'm saying? I it hit me the other day. I I, I got the the Facebook notification from when the wife and I came on the show. Yeah, and I was like, man, it's been a journey since. It's been a journey. But but I, I'm blessed to say I get to sit in the studio with you every week. Oh, man, and, I appreciate and, it. And when we when we brainstorming about the future, bro, I I never thought about. Leaving my my normal, you know, my day to day job, and, and I, I really, I've been thinking if like it, this, this must take if, off. If this go the route that I have envisioned, I'm gonna have to. You you gonna have to because the money that's gonna be there, it's like I understand. At that point, we could just go back and give to the school. Yeah, we can go back and give to all the schools. Them no, I mean no, I, I'm talking about give them our knowledge. I didn't go to SLPS. Them niggas ain't getting shit up out of me. My baby go to school on the east side. So I already paid tuition, so they definitely ain't getting no more money up out of me. But it's dope, man, to see. And like I say, it takes me to take a step back. Mm -hmm. It takes me to be able to have brothers like David on here, man, and other people that are contacting me about being on the show to realize, like, damn, bro, you got something. I, I got somebody hit me up today. Uh, they own, they have a black-owned water company. Okay. Here in St. Louis. And I was like. I bet. I, it's like what, drinking water. Yeah. I bet I know who it is. Not that I know, but I was at a, sh I did some video work at a show and some dude there had a black owned water company. Yeah. I, my, my homegirl hit me up and was like, I think he should be on the show. And I was like, make the connect. Let's do Bro, it. Let's get it. You know, I just, matter of fact, I just had that happen with somebody else been on the show. Somebody commented on uh, 
Instagram, shout out to KV the writer. Yes, sir. Cold ass. She is a cold ass lyricist, poet. Like, she's raw with the bars. And she was like, man, I want to be on a podcast and just be my raw, real self. I'm trying to drink. And we talk about all types of shit, like some drink champs type shit. She, the first person that commented, like, man, you ever heard of Ethnic and Shamor? That's where you need to go and, and be on. Yeah. So she sent me the screenshot. I was like, Damn, people straight be recommending me. Yeah, what's up? I'm waiting on an article to come <laughs> out about up. me from STL Voyage. Bruh. They hit me up about writing about the show and all of that type of stuff a, little, a couple weeks ago. So that's dope. Shout out. I got Attorney Roger White. That's, hey, I'm going to tell you right now. That's major. One, once, once, his, once his segment get on here, bro. Oh, that's going to be fire. Yeah. Bruh. Once a like, week, y'all, coming soon. Attorney Roger White. I'm not once a week, but once a month. Attorney Roger White will be. Or ethnic issue more as a sponsor. He gonna bring his STL driving segment and then kick it with us that whole episode once a month. So for those that's in the the, the Missouri, can't, like you in the well, KC, so that part of Missouri, Illinois, Chicagoland area, or you down in Dallas, Fort Worth, and Texas, man, Roger Wright is there. He and all of them, and it's crazy because my girl was in an accident the other day, and the brother, it was a brother behind her or in front of her. That saw the whole thing, so he pulled over right. and made sure to stay there with them and talk to the police and all that because he saw it firsthand. Come to find out, he's the business development executive for Roger White. So that's even. Wow. It was just Wait, like look, it was just crazy that, how that happened. That we talk numerology every week, right? That that's it's so much. I it's so you know what's crazy is you you posted this the other day or, or earlier today. You said every time something happened, it's satanic worship, right? But, but what happens when God working? You hear me? What happens when God putting everything right there and putting it in your face? It be in your face, right. and it's crazy. And I'm pretty sure you can attest to it as well, bro. It be so much stuff that we, we, we pray for and that we want. It be the signs be right there. But because either your, your focus is not where it need to be or your mind not clear, you don't see them signs. So either it's too late and maybe the opportunity is passed or – you just it got it takes somebody else to put that in front of you. Be like, hey, nigga, what are you doing? This is right here for mm-hmm. like, like I said, I almost quit this. I almost quit this before I made it to my city, my music. Now I'm 93 episodes in, and I'm, I'm talking to people to try to get bigger names on the show. I'm working on pulling in money, generating revenue to this point. I need to get to the point where I I can cut checks. To to my co-host and the other one we get on, and right. he don't even want nothing. That's the crazy part. I, I, I y'all, I do this for love. I do this because this is a, this is an outlet I never thought I would have. Like, I literally, I was telling my students the other day. I said, "Hey, if you'd have told me twenty years ago that my job was to talk to people, I was the biggest introvert growing up. <laughs> now all I do is talk, talk to kids, talk to adults, and I talk my shit on here." And so, you know, it's a blessing, brother. I, I appreciate you daily for this, oh, man, to have the opportunity better, to get on here and talk my shit and chop chop it up with good folk, you know. That, and I wouldn't have it no other way, man. I like, like I said, well, I knew out the gate when I had to switch it up. I didn't even think about debating it, nobody else coming on the show because you was the only one that came through. Every time I asked for a co-host, I'm like, who could be a co-host? Ain't nobody hit me up like, oh, man, you still need a co-host? It was... I'll be there at 7.45. It was never nothing else. And it ain't no, oh, what up, bro? Is it cool if I come? It's, I'll be there at 7.45. And that's the extension of masonry. 
brother, man. Help a worthy brother in distress. In distress. <laughs> and you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in brothers, no matter what their background, brothers being able to support brothers. You know, I, brother Lindsay, I, I know you. I know you're a member of another organization. Uh, couple did, of them. Yeah, a couple of them. <laughs> so can can you share a little bit of your fraternal history with with our, with our listening audience? Uh, no doubt. So um, let's go. I'm order. a member of a. Let's go in okay. order from the first one. The first one, um, I would say, um, is Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I became a member in fall '98. And then, like, maybe two weeks after uh, we finished our process, I got a letter saying that I've been cordially invited to become a member of Kappa Kappa Psi Honorary Band Fraternity, which was crazy because I was like, yo, like, I don't know. <laughs> but I knew, like, I knew, like, the opportunity may have been one in a million. So I ended up starting the process of helping to recharter the, the Golden Theta Row chapter at Lincoln University. So was it so, him and Alex together? Was you with, with Alex? Alex, yep. Yeah, Alex that's, is my that's, LB. That's one yep. of my past yeah, so, masters in our lives. So when Alex, so, when Alex was worshipful master, I was just in your ward, man. Oh, that's what's up. Yes, so sir. now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something funny, though. Because <laughs> we was on for so long with KK Sire. I ended up getting raised. <laughs> and he was my senior deacon while also my line brother. But <laughs> <laughs> KK Sire. So we was on for like two years. Wow. So uh shout out to Golden Theta uh, man. I'm I'm Lincoln. Uh, and because um initially we were supposed everybody like droves of brothers from all walks of life was supposed to do Five Mu Alpha first, but uh, we hit a snag and Five Mu Alpha ended up coming much later, back re-colonized uh, and coming back to the uh, to the school in New York. And then um, by the time they did that, I was like, "Yo, just just hand me the pen. Let me let me let me write in. I just show up." It's like we can't do that, but then. They saw at a certain point, like, you know, I said, let these brothers have their they time in the sun. Let them have an experience because, you know, um, at this point in the game, I have seen everything. I, it would be a moot point to have me there. And then I just tell them, like, nah, we're not doing that. Or, oh, this is, this is what they want us to do. And then we cracked the code too early in the process. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to spoil their process. So... Um, you know, I participated in some things, but for the most part, you know, it was just like when it's time to sing, just holler at your boy. Hey, you man. know, uh, it, it, it's crazy. Say, I, I got a phone call. Well, I got a message yesterday from a from another worthy brother who happens to know you very well from that black and old gold brother. Be okay. nice. Uh, hit me up, and he was like, "You got Dave on the show?" I'm like, "Yeah." He was like, man, "He made me." <laughs> And, 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 <laughs> no doubt, and, and we got our thirty seconds together, man. So you know, th- this is one thing. That's oh, that's what's up. Definitely, is so, a beautiful thing. So I got my thirty second um, a year after uh, after uh, getting raised, and then also uh, becoming uh, Psy, KK Psy. 
and I was actually the youngest person in my class. <laughs> Everybody else, yeah. I think I was at the time I may have been 22, 23. Oh yeah. Everybody else was in their forties. He's yeah. like, look at that young man. <laughs> but you know, um, uh, it was dope. Um, a lot of times, you know, back then too, people was like, why are you in all this stuff? You know, why, why do that? You know, an elder told me a long time ago that brotherhood shows brotherhood. Right. And, you know, uh, all of those are totally different organizations. Um, all of that was an extension of who I already was, you know, growing up in the hood, you know, my some of my cousins was like brothers. My my next door neighbor was my brother, you know, so when it came time to, to be a part of things that aligned with who I already was and stuff that I already do, two of them was an honor extended because of the work I was doing in music and one was social and then the other one, you already know what time it is, uh, as far as the work that we do in the community. Um, so it, it made sense, you know, and it, and it still does. That's what's up, man. Just because you are Golden Theta Row, as far as our interview, I'm, I'm really close with KK Side Lincoln. Like, all of my best friends is in KK Side. We, we gonna, me and Dave going to talk off, 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 the, <laughs> off the live about KK Side. We're we going to have two a conversation videos, about that. Two videos I'm going to play later. They got two of your brothers in there that I shot okay. and edited. My, but Dion Howard and then Terrence, oh, yeah, I said Terrence Edwards. So yeah. yeah, man, them both both my that's what T crossed in spring '09. Dion was spring. Uh, shit, I don't know. Spring '14 maybe. I think it was '14. Mm-hmm. One of them. It was Hellas after because I remember who all went in between them. Them was them some of my solid dudes, man. But look, and you know, you know what's ill about that? Uh, not to cut you off, and I know you gotta keep it moving. Like, uh, it's crazy because my name on the charter. So, you know, brothers, they know me before I I even know who they are, which is which is kind of ill because you know I'm still alive and you know not too far removed from them. So I, I think that's cool. Yeah, so it's that, cool that, seeing the meet, brother. That's how it was for Alex. Alex was, but I didn't know he was in Jay Gaston. Yeah. That I would be coming is because of Kobe, which is another one of your brothers. And then mm-hmm. when I met Alex, I was like, "Bro, you a legend at Lincoln." Like I done heard your name so many <laughs> times prior to meeting you. He couldn't do nothing but laugh. He was like, "I had no idea they was talking about me like that." You know, I, that's the, that's the beautiful thing. Like you know, when people when people ask me like, what my iota experience like that you know compared to the, the other for uh black fraternities and it's partly that knowing that my name is on charters from either mm-hmm. being dean of the charter line or chartering chapters at, as what we call the colony father which is the the person mm-hmm. who organized yeah. it you know and that that's probably the most like i was gonna be th- forever remembered exactly yeah I, you're like immortalized like if it you're was, extending if you the brotherhood part, yeah you weren't a part of that rechartering mm-hmm. line all of these other people under you at Lincoln wouldn't have made mm-hmm. that happen. It's crazy. I was at we were at the airport uh, last Thursday, getting ready to go to North Carolina. Went down to North Carolina for a homecoming, and I'm in the airport. I ain't got nothing, no iota stuff on, no light on. I'm just chilling in the airport. It's five thirty in the morning, and I'm sitting there like, hey, it's five thirty in the morning, and my flight ain't for another hour. I don't feel like being bothered. Dude, come up to me like, hey, 
your name AD? Now, I got a mask on. I'm in the airport. I'm like, yeah. He said, well, I'm Caleb. I, I, I just reactivated the chapter at Mizzou. Well, damn. You know who I am. I have no idea who you are. And, and it, was, mm-hmm. it was, it, it's a dope feeling, man. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's the, one, when we was on the yard, and when you're on the yard, you like, man, you, you kind of, I ain't going to say idolize the people, but you have a tremendous amount of respect for the people that did what they did back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I know I know Dave being Alpha, hell, Alpha Psi is a, a, a really old chapter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so knowing some of the names that's come through that, so, so to have that name on a charter and people can't wait to look at a charter. You know what I'm saying? And you like, damn, like, your name is immortalized. It's going to go down forever. I was in a party with one of y'all finest. Bruh. I one time. Bruh. I thought that was, people was like, bruh, like, bruh. I'm like, bruh, y'all understand this. I'm like, this man is still alive. Yep. He get mm-hmm. to, re- to sit back and be like, I, I did, I did. this shit. And, and, and I tell bros all the time, like, when, when you get a chance to, come, you know, I know the other frats make their jokes on, on IOTA, but every brother I've ever met, when they, they they ain't gonna say it in public, but when they get to the one on one conversation, they be like, "Man, if I could have met met one of my founders, just to, to just to kind of get a, I love this organization so much to kind of get an mm-hmm. idea of what they thought, you know what I'm saying? And and that's probably the most beautiful thing when I'm sitting down, uh, going to a conclave, and I see one of our founders. I I have to honestly say after I got raised and I was able to grip one of my found, founders up as a double bro, that was a feeling like none other. Because then mm-hmm. he let me in on some stuff. Was like, you you see this now, and you like, I wondered when I saw her when I got raised. I was like, I wondered if that was that. And he was like, Oh yeah, that's that. That's fine. And that, that to me that was that's mm-hmm. the dopest thing. And I think for all of us, when you when you start being able to tie in the organizations together and be like that brotherhood, when you meet double brothers or you meet brothers from other organizations, like hey, mm-hmm. we, we might not wear the same colors, but if I, oh, yeah. I, I definitely took an oath to you too. Yeah. You know, and that, mm-hmm. that's that's a bond out this world, man. So how many of your founders are still alive? So out of uh Iota has twelve founders. Out of our founders that are still alive, we have three. You know, it's crazy. We have in Chicago, in Chicago, we have one of the uh, a brother who was on the very first line in nineteen sixty four. His mother is we it, it, she her title in our fraternity is Eternal Sweetheart. She is the woman who saved Iota from crashing in 1964. Oh wow! Like when mm-hmm. the campus, was, when the campus at Morgan was like, "Nah, we not having this creation of all these orders." Because when Iota was founded at Morgan, Groove I Groove had just got founded at Morgan the year before, and so Groove was like, "Nah, we ain't gonna do the Greek fraternity thing. We gonna do the social fellowship thing." Well, Iota kind of came in and was like, "Well, we gonna be in the middle of that. We gonna be a social fellowship," and then realized. That wasn't gonna work, so we not we got to transition into the Greek fraternity aspect. Mm-hmm. And she worked for the university, and was like, "Yeah, I'll be our campus advisor. I'll help y'all." And she really kind of took that um, that that role, and the fact that her son, who was a Morgan student, ended up pledging that first line. And he in Chicago, he wanted bros like he he in his 60s, 70s, and, and he'll get on there. He wished every bro happy birthday. Like he got five thousand friends, and he goes daily, gets on Facebook. And every bro that's a frat, that's frat, he'll go happy birthday, and you like mm-hmm. this is a bro whose like, name we more like, like this man know me like you you spit this man's <laughs> name consistently. Oh yeah, bro. Set you know what I'm saying? Be a fire oh yeah, I, I, I'm definitely gonna hit him up. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that'd be dope interview for real. Cause I just like hearing the history of stuff that involve us. I would, I would love. I think we. What would be dope? I think the Kappa's national president is here in St. Louis. Uh, I know S. G. Rose's past pres- past national president is here in St. Louis. It'd be dope to kind of get some of those seasoned yeah, members of Greek organizations. Because, because we always talk about what we do as as younger members. And I, I know Dave and I, we got mm-hmm. 20, almost 20 years in the game. Hell, I think you got 20 yeah. years, you know. Yeah, uh, tomorrow will be 23. So at, 20, <laughs> at, 20, at 23 years in the game, you're an old head yeah. in the frat, you're an old head in the chapter. But then yeah. we always say, like, you know, when you when you 17, 18, 19, 20 in the frat, you old, but you not. So like mm-hmm. you you get to a conclave or something, and you be like, shit, I can sit over here and be like the old head for these to twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, bro. Be like, let me go over there and get my own knowledge and hear the old heads talk. So you know, I, I definitely think we should do that. That's yeah. a one for twenty two. Let's yeah, make it happen. Yeah, let's set it up. Mm-hmm. Man. Set that up. So let, let's get into this numerology so we can talk more about this ice cream. Cause man, Dave, you were supposed to be here, bro. Yes, I, I apologize, brothers. I missed that flight. Man. You know, uh, got caught slipping. It happened, man. You know, we just glad to still have you on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So, look, y'all, like I said, the numerology corner per every week. It's another one that resonates with how I'm going in my life. Y'all, I hope y'all enjoy these because they about to stop real soon. That 99 is the last one I'm going to do. I may do 100 if I can find a good one for it. But, you know what? I, if we can't find 100, I think you should go back and pick the one that resonated the most from the last 100. Because I, I, I can't remember when I started doing them, but I feel like I started at the top of the year with the New Tribe episode. But the number 93 is a message to let go of any situations in your life that are no longer positively serving you. Allow the old to leave your life and do not cling to the situations out of fear. It is most important that you hold a positive viewpoint and have high expectations about yourself and your future. Our thoughts create our experiences, and we create our own realities. Mm. That's deep, y'all. So you kind of do what you, as I tell you every week, do what you want with that information, but don't hold on to that old shit, man. It's not really best with who you, whether that's an old relationship, any sort of friendship. Please let go of these old relationships. Some of y'all bitter ass, man. Look, and that would be something. (laughs) Some people just stick around because of shit. And I, I, I can say I've been one of them people. Just stick around because the shit familiar. And it's what I'm used to. And it's like, start, unless you really ready for it, starting over is hard. Like, in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. when you've been with somebody for so long, starting over is stressful. Man. Because it's like, mm-hmm. damn, bro, I got to go back to a whole. Getting back into your player ways is hard. Well, well, it's not It's not even just that, bro. <laughs> it's it's the, the, the mindset of everybody. When, when you decide to reset something, like a relationship. Mm-hmm. When you decide to reset, you realize it's not just you resetting. And everybody's not going to vibe with that reset. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got people I got people in, in, in my life right now who are still mad about shit from five years ago. When, when, mm-hmm. when, when I pressed the reset button. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, why are you still mad? Like, because you ain't do what they envisioned or expect. And it's like, and, that, and that's where it comes, where it play. You got to live your life for you. Mm-hmm. Do what you want to do for you. You can't. If you live your life based off of how somebody else is going to feel about your decision, you'll forever hate the moves you make. But it's not, it's not even just that, though. 
I think it's also when you get people who are so engulfed with your shit versus they shit. You know what I'm saying? When you get somebody that's like, hey, I want to be able to put my two cents in your life like I lay in your bed every night. Yeah, man. Like, mm-hmm. like, do you realize, do you know what the hell I was going through? I'm looking dead at mm-hmm. the camera now. Because I, cause I know it's people who, who, who watch the show. Yeah. And they go report back shit. I know you do. But do you realize what I was going through? Yeah, there's some hurt feelings. But God damn it, I was miserable. But And it's crazy. People would rather you be miserable just so they can keep their normality. Like exactly. what they used to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't care how upset it makes you. I be damned I live my life for other people. The only person I consider, I mean outside of like girlfriend now and all yeah. that but the only person at certain times I consider stuff was Sean when it was time when I moved back to when I moved out here yeah. Sean me and Sean was his mama went and did something right quick it was me and him in the house for a little bit of time I looked at him dead in his face and you know me and your mama be having our issues if we like this is what I really want yeah. I'm like uh, if okay. this, I'm like if this don't work I pinky promise you right now that I'm not leaving this area, I still be around, and the only way I'm leaving if it's a monetary benefit for both of us and you a little older. Yeah. He, he picky promised me. He said, "Okay, daddy," and we because I knew at this point I knew he understand the back and forth between us. So at this point, I was just like, and, and not because I expected it to fail, yeah. but I knew it's like I kind of knew. I'm like, bro, we don't. And I told him before, I'm like, bro, we don't live together. That's 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 the one thing I wish my kid my my kids would understand, especially the older ones, like. You know, I wish you could understand. Like, hey, that shit was volatile. Like, you, you, y'all thought y'all thought it was bad. We did a lot of arguing that y'all didn't see. But that's what it be. You know, because you keep that as you should. Yeah, you keep those type of arguments in, in the bedroom or, or away from them when they're not around. Yep. That everything looks peachy to them. So when shit hit mm-hmm. the fan, they looking at you like. And now at this point, depending on who they with more. The story mm-hmm. is told uh, one side. That's a, that's a whole nother episode. I'm already know. <laughs> that's, that's actually a whole nother mm-hmm. show. Facts that we're about to get cracking really soon, Boy. y'all. Y'all be on the lookout. I ain't gonna give you the name or nothing, but we got a couple podcasts that we about to start up on our own. I actually got one I just thought of today that I'm gonna do that I've been wanting to do. But them two, man, I've been so pumped for those two. Bruh, I was literally. When I was in, I was down in North Carolina for uh, North Carolina North Carolina Central University homecoming. Shout out to North Carolina Central. I I ain't had that much fun at a homecoming in some years. You know, and, and when you go to a school homecoming that's not yours, you know, as Brother Lindsey obviously knows, you know, you go look for the bros. Mm-hmm. You know, I I had to shout out to the Iotas. They had a, a wonderful tailgate. Then I also had to shout out to uh, my boy Eric and Tracy. Uh, they got engaged that weekend. They did it big for homecoming, so shout out to y'all. But that homecoming, they said this was a COVID homecoming. The game was packed. <laughs> I mean, they the, the stadium, both sides, and the end zone seats, packed. So they had five tailgate areas outside, like in parking lots of dorms. And they had the ones where you, if you paid for the tailgate spot inside, they had that. Amazing experience. And I just was like, man, that that HBCU experience no, can't nothing. nobody can't nobody nothing compares. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You talking about? You start playing. They had a DJ at the game. 
you know when when you start playing Can We Talk at the game? I ain't know Can We Talk became an anthem. Like it's damn near the it's crazy. damn near the, the before I let go now. It don't even matter how <laughs> old you are. As soon as Everybody Can We that. Talk pop on, it's like you've been listening to this in your mama womb your whole life. Hey, so I'm like, look, look, it was a little dude sitting next to me at the game, like. He starts singing. I'm looking down at him. I'm like, hey, he's singing his heart out too, bro. Like, yeah, bro, you can't be no more than 11, nigga. Like, I, like how, you know, know, why do you know this song? <laughs> That's how it be, bro. That's well, how it be. Speaking of black stuff and, like, black homecomings and shit, I'm going to give you the black sports players with the number 93. Okay. Hall of Famer John Randall from the Minnesota Vikings. I still got his uh football card at home, too. Metal World Peace. This nigga got more numbers than he got names. <laughs> <laughs> He got so many number 91, number 93. Nigga, I, he was number nine at one time, too. Bro, he picked a lot of random ass numbers. And his name ain't even Metal World Peace. Yeah, it's something else. Yeah. And his son, who, too. Uh, PJ Brown from the Boston Celtics. And then Dwight Freeney. Hey, man, the Indianapolis Colts have been known for some awesome, awesome defensive ends. And shout out to Dwight Freeney of the Indianapolis Colts. I wasn't even a big football fan, but I knew a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, and on the other side, you had Dwight Freeney on one end, and you had Robert Mathis from Alabama A&M on the other end. Man, the Colts is low key like the only NFL team I really like since the Rams left. Well, I feel that, man. I feel that. <laughs> Break God damn, that must be the bomb from goddamn Afghanistan. That shit was long <laughs> that, that is, as hell that today. Is, that ain't the Nagasaki, that's the Nagasaki. Hey, that's like, that's that Joe Biden fart that just came. Oh my mama, that one, did you hear it? <laughs> like, nigga, he shut your ass. My bad. That's how Sean be here fart in the car. Quiet as hell. I'll be like, you fool. I'm sorry. I'm like, well, motherfucker, why you ain't say something? So I can roll the windows down. That's why I roll all his windows down the drive fast. No, no you don't. That, that's your, that's your, that's the, that's the, uh, you, you go to sleep, you wake up in the middle of the night, your girl then went in the bathroom, and all you hear is that. <coughs> and she come out, you look at her like, is that you? tell that story on here because she better be my ass here. But look, man, we got Brother David Lizzie. I, I didn't even get this rundown earlier. He is the tipping cow. Ice cream company. Not only is it black gold, it was Boston Magazine's best of Boston women in 2020. Man, that's huge. That's big, man. That's huge, mm-hmm. man. So, so you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like next time Brother Lindsay in St. Louis, he got to do a pop up shop or something. Oh man, you got to make it happen. I feel like you got to eventually get you one of, one of the franchises. Yeah, can, here. We, can we get a franchise? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know if we got no black ice cream stores. Like, shit, we got some bros that we can definitely we yeah, can we, we, we can, can fill it up and get you some workers. Mm-hmm. We'll make it happen. <laughs> no doubt. So, look, man, tell our listeners and viewers a little about yourself and what you do. Uh, David Lindsay Jr., hail from St. Louis, Missouri, north side. Uh, grew up on 3900 block of Palm. Man, what high school you went down to? Down the man? street. I went to, uh, actually, in the DSEG program, I went to Ladue, but then I uh, transferred to uh, back when it was the, the, the big RTC. At the castle, yeah. Graduated from Cleveland Junior Naval Academy, uh, and went to school. And now I'm in uh, in Boston. I've been all over this country. Used to consult for various national, regional, and local nonprofits. Um, worked with multi-billion-dollar corporate companies, and worked in. Um, 
all various parts of uh, high-level uh, nonprofits, some corporate-style nonprofits too. And then one day I said that um, I need a break. Uh, I'm gonna do something different. See, uh, I'm still doing a little consulting here and there, doing political nonprofit and business consulting. And then um, my lady, who's not my wife, she was like, "You should start a restaurant." I said, like, "You know how much work it goes into doing a restaurant, you know?" And um, she said, "Well, let's just look." So we found a spot. We were looking for spots that had most of the equipment already so we can minimize our expenses and we met this lady she had this shop the shop was uh had the had the business for maybe five years but you know it wasn't really really known and she only did a limited selection because she was doing the pasteurizing and all that stuff herself which is mad work you know but um make a long story short we ended up buying the company from her and changing everything and subsequently created over 150 flavors we do vegan flavors we're 100 percent peanut tree nut and sesame free the only one in new england and a wild story is we was um probably a day away from signing a lease to open a tipping cow in st louis um and COVID hit mm. <laughs> so we was kind of glad that we didn't sign that lease but at the same time you know we knew like we had to re-strategize and take a step back for a little minute um and then we still looking for options really want to become the nut free Ben and Jerry's you know so Elder told me one time the reward for good work is more work, you know. So, um, 2021today.com, um, 41 best ice cream places in the country, uh, Food Network Magazine, 2021 ice cream of the state, typical, you know. So, and you know, we, uh, we're gonna have this uh coming soon too that yeah Nico's favorite. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know, <laughs> know about that. They got my name. GC's I, I, I tell you I got my own ice cream I, out I, here. I, I do a past master special too. I need I, I got my own, I got my own ice cream flavor out in Boston. Called I, Nico's you know flavor strawberry what? cookies and cream. They love it too, bro. They be like, oh, Do they man. do they fuss with it? Oh yeah, they was like, Oh my god, I'm I would never imagine. Hey, look, and it's crazy because you know, so. all he did was hit me up. On, we had talked about being on the show. He's like, hey, what type of ice cream you like? I was just like, well, shit, I like vanilla. I'm like, I don't eat, like, I don't really eat strawberry shit outside. Yeah. But I was like, it was one place at the crib called Banana Split. They got some straw. They had a strawberry vanilla mix that come out the machine. It's fucking fire. It give you the swirl. You usually get the chocolate and vanilla, but it's yeah. strawberry vanilla. So it was the only time I would eat strawberry ice cream. I'm like, bro, strawberry ice cream is good if it don't got all like the fruit in it because I ain't like that. Yeah. But they and I was like, cookies and cream. He's like, I'm gonna do strawberry and cookies and cream. I was like, nigga, that sounds fucking. I can't look. I just want to go to Boston just to get. That's why I was mad when the plane hey. didn't make it here. Cause I was like, oh, I need to try this. We had already planned. I was like, I ain't gonna hey, drink tonight. Hey, we we had literally my stomach up. I was. I said, I was like, hey, I ain't gonna have no 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 cigars tonight, no alcohol tonight. Nothing. I'm ready for some ice cream. 
I apologize, brother. Oh man, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come get mine. Uh, and then I do some uh some real estate investing in, in the St. Louis area and stuff okay. too, you know. And um, well, bro, I uh, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to get a shop here, man. You know, we we I we know that. that. Cause, cause yeah, we some... we we definitely want to put a shop there, uh, and then we definitely I, I want to put a factory there. You Ooh. know, one to create jobs and stuff like that, but then also you know, um, come from the Midwest. You know, my my heart is always going to be attached to it, and then also being in the middle helps streamline how you ship it out and stuff yeah. too. So. Yeah. We on the lookout for uh, a spot just, to man, to I'm, manufacture and ship. I'm gonna just put it out so. there. You know what'd be dope? Not only you got the St. Louis shop, right? But shout out to the home team, though. You could put like, uh, could you imagine like off the calf and LU? They have a tipping yeah, cow like here. Here, Stowe just got their cafe. Hey, cow ice cream. I know that. There. That'd be tough. Like yeah. where the whole campus yeah. and they be like, hey, this an alum. And it's a black. He, you know how many kids to be like, and then and he, he say jobs that he say job shit. You mess around, have internships and all that. Hey, bro, make that happen, bro. So, so, so I, I, I got, a, I got a question for you. You know, uh, you, you told us you went into the non corporate, the nonprofit business world, and you did all that. When, when you left Lincoln, what was your initial plan, and how did you get from Lincoln University? Uh, and, and what you what did you get your degree in, and how to where you are now? So I got a degree in business administration, but uh, I, I did that after school uh, for a little while. Um, my first job was this marketing company, and it sucked, you know, uh, where we did business to business sales. But I also interned locally for this national initiative called Freedom School. So Freedom Schools actually, I ain't gonna even hold you. Freedom Schools changed my life, man. Uh, from the perspective of, I knew I had to do something different coming up from the North side. We didn't have too many positive influences and the, 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 the niggas our age uh, was stealing radios and stuff, them old school radios out of cars or, or stuff like that. Or, or sticking up people, so I knew I I knew early on I, I didn't want to do all that. And part of what helped me to be in different places and start doing something different, um, one was music, but then two, you know, at Lincoln, I participated in the music, I participated in the brotherhood stuff, and then I participated in and doing charitable works and deeds and stuff like that so it was a natural segue to you know when i was offered a job uh in the nonprofit sector i asked god like you know before i leave here please let me be able to serve the city and serve my uh community so i i even taught at a school where they were the the the, the children in our name in the neighborhood i grew up in were going to that school. So they used to, it was so funny because they used to come to school like, hey, Mr. Lindsey, cuz, what's up? I seen you on the block. I'm like, listen, <laughs> don't call me Mr. Lindsey, cuz. <laughs> but, but Mr. Lindsey, cuz, you, 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 you part of, you part of three nine. I'm like, listen, hold it down. 
you know, I'm part of this school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't don't do all that. So I was able to do a lot of work uh, in the St. Louis. Then I started getting calls to come do stuff nationally, uh, regionally. And, you know, I felt like I had like a Moses moment. Where, where God was like, uh, pack your bag and go where I send you. Mm. So I was just going wherever uh, I felt like I was called to go, you know, and then being a brother, you know, um, doing charitable work uh, for, for women and children and all those different things. I ended up going to uh, Newark, New Jersey for, for a quick stint. And then I went to Philly. I was like, um, I'm going to go to Philly, ended up working for the largest uh, family shelter for a while. And then also working on, you know, doing our own business stuff. And that actually was doing stuff politically too, doing political consulting and subsequently met my wife and all that other stuff. And so I've been on the East Coast for maybe 15 years now. So, uh, but in, in between time, you know, I've always work to do something in St. Louis, always, you know, work to do stuff uh, with brothers and work to show brotherhood when and wherever I can. Man, shout out to Freedom School. I, when he, he brought up Freedom School, I just remember hanging out with Dorian and Terry and all them back in the day at Freedom yeah. School. Hey, man, I, I didn't work there, but I'd just be up there for no reason. Be like, shit, I ain't got nothing to do. It was a whole vibe. It was hey. a whole vibe. And, and it seemed like then, everybody, everybody was in, everybody, everybody that worked there was in college, or and most of us was HBCU students. Be like, hey, shit, we just up here posted. That's how it be, man. Sometimes. And you, see, I, them, uh, checks, them checks I would be a, late though. I was a, I was a national trainer, and then I became like a national consultant for a while. So I was just going on assignments to different places. At one point, I was even um, the Gulf Coast regional manager for uh for the children's defense fund freedom school initiative uh after hurricane katrina and all that too so i was just down there you know just doing work and doing what i can to help the people bro you got a hell of a resume man man that's crazy so look bro we're gonna go on a quick video break before we continue on with our interview like i said i got some more videos that come from a couple of your fraternity brothers. And I'm gonna get them pulled up right now. I got this video dropping. This is my second video I ever did from PGU. That's Almighty Rasa King, No ID Official, AKA Dion Howard. So speak your mind. Ethnic right is more TV. With your ass, she ass. Yeah. Right. MJ on the beat, oh. Speak your mind. Speak your mind. Yeah. Hey. Speak your mind. Don't hold it back till you speak your mind. Make sure it's facts when you speak your mind. Never gotta act if you speak your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Speak your mind Show them how to rap Tell you speak your mind Represent yourself When you speak your mind Even to the deaf Gotta speak your mind Look The reason I'm Feeling myself Cause I'm breathing Never worry about it
that was really all that there was to it. And sorry for the folks that's listening on the podcast. I forgot I got to push the audio button as well. You got me dancing out here talking. Oh, shit. Sit in the background. We ain't say too much. But like I said, I'm going to rerun it back for y'all. This is episode 93, Ethnic Issue More, Tip and Cow. Yeah. You would think by na- now that I got two screens, it's a lot more than I used to do. I used to draw one screen so I didn't have to fuck up as much. I fuck up a little more now. <laughs> but man, when I get to these other podcasts, I get to do some editing. Yeah, so yeah. my fuck ups, y'all ain't going to know nothing about. They'll, they'll be in the bloopers. Man. But man. <laughs> so, I mean, low key. I'm trying to think. What made you want to become a serial entrepreneur? Man, so uh, straight up, man, I'm I'm not gonna even hold you. Seeing seeing kids my age and, and uh, we used to call them the big kids that was you know doing what they did. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I want to make money, but I ain't I ain't trying to do it like that because I see what it's doing to to people in my family. I see what it's doing to to some of my neighbors or my homies, you know, they family. And I'm like, man, I need to make some bread, but I, I ain't doing that. So the first thing I, I started selling was candy. Okay. You know, you go down the globe. That's back when you go down the globe, get a whole box of Snickers for like five bucks or whatever. You know, you got the whole case. You know, I'm selling them for a dollar. <laughs> or when uh, I would go get the bubble gum uh, back when it was 50 cent or whatever, a quarter, sell them for a dollar. You know, so I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I just knew that I, I just wanted to do it above, you know, out in the open legally. Okay. Um, so what made me want to be a serial entrepreneur is, you know, this guy said once that, you know, a lot of times people have a lot of ideas. They uh, they want to do a lot of stuff, but because they don't have what he deemed experiment money, you know, they don't do it. Or people, you know how it is and 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 our culture and how where we come from, people are like, man, you can't do that shit. You know, why you want to do that? Oh, oh, that's dumb. Oh, nigga, ain't nobody going to support that. But, you know, people who got experiment money, you never hear people questioning what they want to do. Right. Like, why? They be like, I want to I wanna build cars, electric cars, and then go to the moon. Nobody questioning my man because he got money like that. Right. I want to, I want to start a social media company, but then I also want to start, you know, a small little, little, uh, create a little device that I can attach to a headphone jack and people can swipe their cars on the go. Then now it's turned into a multifaceted, multi-billion dollar company on its own. So nobody, nobody talking about them because they had experiment (laughs) money. And even if somebody was talking about them, they were like, I don't care. I'm, 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 I, it was a magazine once an Inc. magazine saying, are you crazy enough to go into business? Because it's easy to be average. It's easy to be slightly above average. It's crazy to say that you want to do something against the grain, uh, start a business. I didn't have plenty of failures. I done learned a lot of lessons. But guess what? I, I learned from all those things, my mistakes and other people's mistakes, other people's successes and and my successes. And I want to be a billionaire just so I could do philanthropic activities. I remember what it's like to not have shit. I remember what it's like to not have Christmas or you go 
and it ain't shit under the tree. Mm. I know what it's like. So I wanted to be able, part of why I worked so hard with them kids is because I wanted to understand and then also be able to have a platform to say, like, you ain't got to do all that stuff. Just because where you are doesn't dictate your future. Just because you can't see what's happening in this moment. My, my brother, my good brother, Kevin White, says it's, it's this thing called the zero factor. You know, uh, God created the heaven and the earth out of darkness. You know, sometimes we we need something tangible to see, but sometimes what, what you want to see or that thing that you want to have that's tangible, it's not that it's not tangible just because you can't see it. You have to see past what is not there. You got to reach inside of the darkness. I heard a pastor say sometimes you got to reach inside. Uh, you you got to you got to reach inside of a burden to pull out a blessing. Sometimes mm. you don't know. Mm. He said, "Who who knew inside of a beehive it was honey?" You know, getting a little industrious on it. You know, Indeed. but uh, <laughs> but that's fact though. Who, who, who knew? You know, so sometimes so that's part of why. Part of my mission is to do everything I can, get them lumps, take take um, these experiences so that I can share out, so that I can I can not only throw a rope, why throw a rope when we could take the wall out, so you don't have to climb and use a rope. We can show you how to go around the wall or push through it. Damn. You know, so. Uh, I I want to I want to be extremely wealthy, so that I can help, so I can give, so I can walk into places and say this is exactly what we're gonna do with the money, no if ands or buts about it because I know what it's like to do and start from nothing, I know what it's like to survive, you know sometimes I have survivor's remorse but that's a that's another, a whole other uh, show I guess. No, you know yeah. what's crazy is, the jewels and gems you dropping right now. Big facts. Because a lot of people don't realize without lessons and failures, you can't understand success. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We've talked numerous times about how lottery people, lottery winners just blow through the money because they don't know what it's like. They came up on it too quick. Who who knew $2? Or maybe you bought five of them. Who knew $10? Five $2 mm -hmm. tickets was going to turn in to $100 after taxes. Right. So at this point, you're doing dumb shit with the money. You just going and, and I get it. But I gotta admit, Elon Musk, you know what I'm saying, it's some dumb shit to build a rocket. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's some dumb shit. It's some <laughs> dumb shit that I do. But it, but it, look, but it's some dumb it's shit. Crazy, but one thing, like you said, the crazy thing is, and I always everything I speak from, I always say us because I can always speak for the black community Facts. because that's who all I follow, who all I always paid attention to. And I can't say this don't happen in other cultures. But I don't never see white people publicly down in nobody for them having a success. I don't nah. never see Mexican people like I grew up Aurora, Illinois. I remember when I first started when I first was growing up, it was it was all white. I went to a mixed school. So it was all of us was represented well. Of course it was more white kids because there's more white kids in the city. Right. But as it started gradually growing, our city became to the point where the majority is Latino now. Mm. And mm-hmm. the, the white people, the minority, damn near. Like they pushed out to the other mm-hmm. part. But how they was doing it, I'll t- people always I always make a joke on the east side. I always say in Mexico, there's a sign that says "Go to Aurora, East Side Preferably," because 
like they build what they do, bro. One, it was a bus. I don't know if it still run, but it used to be a bus when I was in high school called the Santiago Express. Once a week, that motherfucker was driving down to San, like in Mexico. Yeah, bringing busloads of people up, and how they do it, man, is they would send they would send it the father. He would come up here. He may be up here three years on his own. He build what he he do what he need to do. Then he mm-hmm. send four. Yeah, and everybody else come back up. And I watched that shit happen over the years to the point now when I drive through the east side, as soon as I hit downtown, but as soon as I pass the casino, or even before the casino, it's hella plazas written in all Spanish. Mm. Like they mm-hmm. feel, and, and it's like, not, they putting their own people on. So it's like, okay, I, I run off, I got this building. My brother got that building, his company. Mm-hmm. My sister got this building. My family friend got this building. Well, shit, I'm gonna hire your cousin to come do all the construction work. Right. Yep. Because Latino people, and what we would think is be shortchanging, that but they, they they charge at a price where they know it's right, but they, they come do they shit. Like I tell people, I love our people, but if I was to hire somebody to come take care of some shit for me, build it, I'm gonna go to the Latino people because they're not gonna bullshit. Yeah. They're gonna take care of, like my pops do. Mm-hmm. He worked, my daddy started learning Spanish because he had a supervisor of a warehouse, been working mm-hmm. there for years. And it started becoming a lot of Latino people. It, it wasn't shit for me to come home one day. Or wake up to somebody beating on the roof. Peter called some of the Latino friends from work, paid them. They up there fixing. I'm talking about they fixing. It take these motherfuckers one day. Yeah. They would come through five mm-hmm. weeks. They work. They work till it's time to eat. Eat. As soon as they done what they want, get their ass back up there. And, get and, that shit done. And, and, and part of that is because they understand from whence they came. Yeah. They don't want to fucking go, go back. back. Yeah. You they know. don't want to go back. You know. And not, unfortunately, and what's crazy is we 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 forget that. So like like me, I I still it's still stuff I block out, you know. And I, I, I and I acknowledge that, you know, as an older brother who didn't think that wouldn't see thirteen past thirteen, and I'm here thirty years later, you know, I share all this shit. I you know you you have to understand how to be vulnerable you have to understand where we need to sacrifice individually and collectively mm-hmm. and then you have to uh you have to do uh umoja and all that the, yeah. and guzu saba you yeah. know collective works and responsibilities you know they understand like as a as as a collective we can move and get stuff done a lot quicker if we just take a little sacrifice but it, if it, we decide like though. let's just do this shit it's unfortunate because our, our community doesn't embrace the lessons that are there for us. No. Like if you go if you go in and mention Nguzu Saba to, to a lot of people, they're gonna be like, What the hell are you it's, talking about? Cra- I've never, I've so never like when you start getting into them seven principles, like the idea of Kujichagali or Umoja, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. Nia, you start getting into these things and you like, Well, what the hell are you talking about? That ain't the English I learned, but it's our it's our history. It's our lessons. It's our principles. Yep. And it, but bro, it's it's a lot. I like I like it, it's it's the Kwanzaa principles. Okay, you, you know, and, and it, yep. it is. It's one of those things where I really wish our people would go in and say, you know what, let's get back to the stuff our parents talked about. Where when I when I'm in my mom's crib, my mom been on on the north side my whole life, right? A margarita, margarita bread raised. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and when I look at my mom block, the kids is up and down the street. It's a school right there, and I just be looking at these kids, and I'm like, man, y'all throw trash, y'all do that, but this y'all neighborhood. Yeah. 
This is what you going to grow up in. And, and it's like you don't take care of your own shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we kill so much. Like we don't even we don't even think like, hey, you realize you're killing half your population? And so if you notice, like you said, Latino people, you don't see them down each other. White people, you don't see them down each other. But we kill so much of ourselves both physically, emotionally, mentally. We kill ourselves in so much stuff that by the time we make it to this, we like, shit, man, I'm damn near 40. I made it. No, nah, we ain't made it. We like, we sitting there like, damn, you know what's we, crazy? we here because we, we was the survivors. We're the only race that I ever heard be excited to make it to 25. Facts. We're the only, you never hear white people like, ooh, and, and I can, because I ain't, I ain't have, I'm thankful my parents, like, I got to grow up. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to move out of a bad neighborhood. My parents figured it out by the time I was five. And the house that I moved to is the same house they live in now. And we is the only black family on that block. Yeah. Until, like, I, it was only two other families in the time I lived there that was black. And they never stayed long. But it's just crazy that where I see people, like, I see posts, like, man, it's my birthday, man. I never thought oh, I'd make it to see such and such. And it's like, that's normal to black people. But when you sit back and think about it, that's traumatic and fucked up. Yeah. To mm-hmm. think that 25, why you an OG at 25? Facts. Why am I OG at 25 where I ain't even, you don't even really, unless you got your shit together leaving out of high school or college, you don't even really start figuring, I'm starting to figure this shit out now at 32. And that's where it's critical because uh, if you can't read on the seventh grade, well, I'm going to take it back further than that. You know, they start, when I used to teach, I used to teach math. And then I also taught entrepreneurship um, and project-based learning. And so before I left St. Louis, I would always tell the kids about three, six, nine, and twelve. And they'd be like, What's that? What's that? You you always talk about life. You you're not you're not just teaching math. I said, Well, this three, six, nine, and twelve is crucial because by the time you're in third grade, they they taking you making you take these tests to project how many prison beds to have as you matriculate through this cradle to prison pipeline. Yep. Sixth grade, if you can't sixth grade is crucial. You know, people uh if you transitioning from a um a child development perspective, you you looking older but you're still young. Sixth graders a lot of times look like big kindergartners yep. in a sense because they come into new spaces. They're trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. They're trying to uh take in new concepts. Uh, it's all new to them. But at that time, too, if you can't read on the seventh grade level uh, right after that, you're going to have problems functioning as an adult. And this is something they don't really talk about. And then when you get to the ninth grade, the ninth grade, people always say, oh, if you act crazy your freshman year, you can always catch up. No, because the ninth grade is just as critical as the twelfth grade. Because if you fuck up in the ninth grade, the shit is almost like you fucked up. Uh, all the way through because of the cum- uh, cumulative score and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I, I... these good schools going to look at your progression and what you took in ninth grade all the way to 12 as a weeding out process. And based off of that, that, those things that took place from those early years, they already got your bed lined up for you. They and, already and know. As, as an educator, I teach high school in my, day, in my daily. I've been in the classroom 17 years. And I tell my students, the most important years of high school is freshman year and junior year. 
And they be like, why not senior year? I said, think about it. You take most electives your senior year. By the time you really mm-hmm. just, you just trying to you figure out what's here. the next move. Facts. You yeah. just figuring out what's your next move. Your most important years, your freshman year, because GPAs rise slow and fall fast. Right? So you got you to gotta, you gotta set the tone your freshman year. Your junior year is important because that's the year that you really make the most decisions and you mm-hmm. don't realize you're, that's when it's being made. Your ACT, your first time taking it, most time you took it your junior year. Most schools now force mm-hmm. you to take it your junior year. You don't take it seriously? Guess what? You come to me as a senior like, I want to go to this college. Not with a 12, you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not with a 14, you don't. Or It's too late. Exactly. And then your, your junior year, that's when you should be applying to college. Yeah. That's when you should start getting that that aspect of where I want to go to school. Let me go on tours. Let me do, uh, fill out the FAFSA for the first time. When you start getting into those avenues, you know, I, I tell parents all the time, I'll be like, hey, y'all don't realize a lot of y'all set y'all kids up for failure because y'all want them to stay a child a little bit longer. You know, when you're a junior in high school and you go to your mama, you try to be like, well, I want to talk to you about your taxes. Well, you ain't. This is my job. This is my money. But you don't understand. You setting your kid up. If you if you wait till next year, they losing money. And it's crazy because a lot of that, mm-hmm. a lot of the basic life skills that we need are just omitted from school. Like why was I sewing pillows and shit in middle school? Industrialization. Can, like why, why? I need to, I need to. School now is not the school that our grandparents went to. Mm-hmm. Grandparents school, you could go to school and get a lifetime cert in nursing. Yep. In plumbing, in ele- being an electrician, a carpenter. Now, I need to know that you can work in a factory for eight to ten hours yeah. with very little bathroom breaks. Shut up, sit down, be quiet, and don't ask questions. And a grown people at daycare. In facts, it is. And and you have to take into consideration too. Look who dominates the trade fields. You know that's a whole other wop too. Uh, the the trade fields. So you get people to funnel, you funnel them with the ideas like, oh, you got to go to college. And a lot of people, in, in, no matter where you're from in, in, in the world, where you're from the continent or you're from a Caribbean nation, you know, you got to be a doctor, lawyer, an engineer or something. You got to go to school so you get a good job. While we accumulating debt our freshman, sophomore years and all the way through, Ninja still Ninja still passed through loans from twenty years ago. These other people, they went to trade schools. They they came out after a year or two, uh, did an apprenticeship after that, and boom, they already making fifty six. Some of them got their own businesses. They they making millions. My my brother. By the time you finish paying your student loans, like my brother in law, when my brother in law graduated from high school, graduated from Beaumont, and when he graduated from Beaumont. He, he went to Vatterock, and I look at him. I'm like, I'm sure he make more money than me. I got three degrees. He made, I'm sure he make more money than me. And on top of that, he paid off his student loans hellas ago. And I, I, I literally said today, I was like, man, Sally Mae, you know, if, if 50 Cent told me to get rich or die trying, Sally Mae is going to make sure I die trying. Man, <laughs> you a, know what I'm saying? It's crazy because I'm dealing with that now, especially with me quitting my job and – just trying to figure out my life and what I want to do. And, like, I know what I want to do, but I know it's going to take that grind. And it was just, like, my parents get mad at me, like, when I have issues with my student loans for years because the, the fed shit ain't no issue. Right. That shit is easy. It's the, it's the you, other loans that you, you ain't think about. You can push that shit off for years. 
But when I first went to Robert Morris, that fed shit wasn't working. So they had me, they was filling out private loans so yep. I could get in school. And I'm getting 25000 I got like 50000 in private loans. Yeah. And, and that's what They you. don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I paid mm-hmm. three fifty plus a month on top of all my other life bills. Mind you, I don't have a job. So I figure out my money, how it's going to come based on money I've saved, based on money I've been trying to earn or what I do, and my side hustle and shit, door dance, any other shit I can mm-hmm. do to get myself out there. And I had to tell my pops, he's like, man, he be dealing with somebody, he's like, man, I ain't got time for Because all they do is call. Right. Like, I'm like, I've been wanting to tell him, like, bro, they just be calling. Don't pick up the phone. Like, the same way I don't. Yeah. I was like. Scam likely. I was like, you stress. I'm like, think <laughs> mm-hmm. about the nigga that got to pay it. You ain't never had to pay none of this shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm paying it based off of y'all not being educated because at 18, I, I'm not supposed to know about student loans or none of this yeah. shit. Y'all was supposed to do the research into this. And another thing I get mm-hmm. mad about is my brother. Because my brother, I don't know if he got it yet, but he, I know he was going to get his doctorate. Yeah. By the time I went to college, nigga had a master's. So, and he was running the program for youth. But I don't know if it was an issue with how we grew up differently and us having different mamas and him not having my dad in my house. When it came time to go to college, he wasn't that never wasn't around. Yeah. For none of that info, like I didn't know about the, the, the Black Common app to where I could have went to these schools and all that shit. I could have saved so much money. Had I known about, well, hell, had my best friend told me he was going to Lincoln at the beginning of the year, I thought about it prior to when he got accepted and mm-hmm. I was already in school, I would have applied to Lincoln and could have saved 50000 Hell, I, honestly, I, all of us that, especially Tennessee State, when I, I, I hate the fact that when I look at Tennessee State now and I be like, hey, y'all give in-state tuition to St. Louis residents. What was that 20 years ago? Because Sally may kick in my ass because of the out-of-state tuition. When I was at Lincoln, Lincoln was open. First of all, my cousin was the first person I ever seen Lincoln deny their open enrollment. And I was like, damn, <laughs> boy. That. And he, the nigga was fucking up in high school, but he was out of state. Yeah. And so I was like, damn, so I could be a dummy in St. Louis and come here. Yeah. But if I'm a dummy out of state, y'all not going to accept me. And it's crazy because a lot of them kids that was coming to Lincoln, them motherfuckers wasn't doing shit. That's because there was a lot of stuff going on where people, they was bringing – they trauma to the school and, and reenacting aspects yeah. of it yeah. on yeah. campus. Yeah. You know, so swat kicking in dorms and all type of shit. I'm like, man, y'all not and fight the crazy part, swat kicking in dorms on kids that was out here living in the Hazelwood district. Like living in nice houses, but came to Lincoln and to be who they were. But you know, but that that happens in a lot of schools. There's a lot of schools where you got the kid you were, you were at home. You went to a private school. At, at school, you a thug. You Clarence, know? <laughs> right? You don't know. I, you don't know, it, but you don't know about that lifestyle. And the, you always see. I always got to see that card pulled at Lincoln because I'm like, bro, Lincoln's small. Niggas know you. If you yeah. went, if you went to school in St. Louis, it's at least twenty people here that probably knows of you mm-hmm. or know you. And no motherfuckers still come out there flexing. Oh, I'm big this year. I'm big for that. Big. I'm like, man. You live in Barrington Downs. You had three really floors nice and a basement. It's a really nice environment. Why are you doing this? I hate I hate it, kid, because I grew up in the suburbs. So I never was one of them niggas who was trying to flex like I was a hood nigga. No, I'm not about that life. Like, I'm I, like, bro, nah, if we throw these hands, you gonna get, don't let the suburb fool you. But I don't, I'm not going to flex like my daddy ain't do what he needed to do. My mama didn't do what she needed to do. So I cannot be out here. Start a cousin, gang banging, selling drugs, all that shit. Mama got a 500K house going to jail in and out. I'm like, you are doing this, nigga, for what? 
Like hey, you live way better. I'm talking. He could fail all his classes. Christmas is lovely. I get a motherfucking C. I'm in here. Hoping I don't get my ass beat. Man, you know I I got I got to give it up to my mom and dad. Man, like they gave me all of the good examples. You know what I'm saying? With with my parents been married next month it'll be 39 years. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's what's up. And and, and 39. And you talking about still together, still in the same house, and they 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 love they they spend time together. I ain't no shit about date night. I had to learn that from my parents. Watching how they move date night. Same here. I I had to I I learned how to be married by watching them. Same what's crazy here. is my dad. My dad was my best man at my first wedding. My dad told me he said, "Hey, you're not ready for this." He told me he said, "You're not ready." He they they would be like, "Hey, no, nah, y'all can't drive my car." That that would be their thing. No, you can't drive my car. Get your own car. And my wedding day, my dad was like, "Here are the keys to the truck. If you ready, if you gonna go, go now." And I I should have I should have took the keys and ran, but I didn't. And it's crazy because your parents, <laughs> your parents be knowing you. They be knowing you know yourself. And, and and true and sure enough, right when I right when I told my parents I was gonna propose to my girl this time for my second marriage, my my dad was like, "Yeah, this the one, this but, the one." But they be knowing, and it's crazy because my girl. Like I talk to my parents about my girlfriend. I don't do it as much as I did with, with Sean's mama. Yeah. Just because I saw how that went, and they and they got cool with her, like they ain't had no issue with her. But my mama always gonna ride with me, yeah. Regardless, but I learned more now. What I learned from differently, like when you had an issue, I didn't need to bring my parents to the gym because now I'm a skew they thought process. Right. But I always said when it comes time to get married or I get in the next relationship, I gotta have that fun, like my parents. My parents mm-hmm. now, I just screenshot my girl a whole text thread. My parents, I hate when I text them at the same time. Because now it's like, I ain't even in the convo no more. These niggas having a whole convo, like, <laughs> one ain't downstairs and the other one ain't upstairs. Yeah. In the crib. And I was just like, this is what I strive for. Yeah. I've never, I heard my parents argue one time in 32 years, and it was faintly. And, and I was on key. My dad will never know. If you ever hear this episode, I was looking through the closet because I found one of those little freaky videos on mm-hmm. that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> you had to rewind it back to the spot that it yeah. was left at so you don't get caught. But I found this journal, and I read through it. <laughs> I read through some of the pages, and I seen one part where he was, him and my mama was kind of having a little, little moment. Yeah. And he was kind of, my, my daddy's a poet. Like, I always tell people when I meet poets, I always like, man, I follow that poet. You should add him on Facebook. Yeah. I always do. So I know he got hella follow, a few followers because of me. Because he, at one point, like, how skating is my hobby. Yeah. Poetry is his hobby. Mm. He writes a poem a day, damn near, since before I was born. He has the mo- the biggest binders you could buy, the big three, four inches. Yeah. He has multiple of them lined up under the bed. And he finally, once it got into technology, as he stopped writing them, finally gets to type them out so now he can get more out now. Yeah. And it was just like, I read through it and I seen my mama having issues. Ooh, I never brought it up. And I remember this pastor we had. I, it was his name, Pastor Gizzards. He was from Jamaica. Yeah. Him and his, like, he came to the crib. That was the only time I heard him and my mama, all of them having a little meeting. I don't know what was going on, but that was the only time I heard a little argument. It was like a little, I heard my daddy's voice. Yeah, my daddy wanted them people, and I got that. I didn't get it from him till later in life, but he don't raise his voice. He was like, when I met your mama, your mama was trying to do all that hooting and hollering and shit, and I told her, that shit is not for the fly over here. I don't do that. And my mama don't do that with him. She don't go to that point of raising her voice with him, because it ain't that like, oh, I'm, I'm the man, and I do it. She just know he don't play that. 
and he not gonna go there with you. So what you doing it for? Right. Yeah. You putting on a show at that point. And, and that's why I got to. It took a while for me to get to it because I had I'll pop off. I had an anger issue. Yeah. Like, I would pop off, but I tell Bree now I'm like, hey, and me and her, we may have slight disagreements every once in a while. Or she'll ask me something and I'll get slightly offended because I'll be like, damn, bro, I ain't even. I'm actually not on that. Yeah. But and I get it because people hurt you in the past and all that, but. She's the first person I ever been able to talk to, and mm-hmm. that shit's done. Yeah, and I'm like, that's my nigga. Like, we don't have them beefs, we don't have them issues. So I'll be like, everybody should strive. Like my first marriage scene was like, if I can't have fun like my mom and daddy, my mom and daddy go on a Goodwill date. Yeah, every Saturday yeah. morning, he calls the Blue Boutique. <laughs> they go to the Goodwill every Saturday morning, just cause. So, 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 Dave, I, I want, I want to, I want to bring you in. How long you been married, bro? I've been married for two years now. So, um, and shout out to 2019. That was a great year, wasn't it? <laughs> but uh, it was. But I've been, I've been, I've been married before. Yeah. So, uh, I learned some valuable lessons from yeah. my mistakes, and I learned some valuable lessons from that other sister. You know, um, that you know, um, you know, I, I would never disparage the person, but it's hard to compete. With a person where they name is a is a, a synonym for happiness, mm. so <laughs> mm. they go always. People gonna always think it's you. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, he had to he had to he do had something. To, it, it, you know, because <laughs> and it's crazy. Like you know, I I, I agree. I, I definitely I definitely understand that, and I I really hate you know because when when I when people come up to me about my past situation, they be like. Well, what did you do? And I'm like, well, damn, why is it always me? What What did she do? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like People can't never fathom. And, and I always tell people, that's why I never have to speak ill on Sean Mama, because we don't, even though we don't, we ain't no best friends, we may get way cooler later down the line, but we, we good to the point where I can text her about Sean, we yeah. can laugh about stuff. I'm like, well, your child did X, Y, and Z. And, but it's no beef because I know we both had issues she definitely had hers, mm-hmm. and I know based off of some of the way she did shit, I reacted on my way. Instead of separating myself from the situation, I stayed there, but still was doing fucked up shit. Yeah, it's like, all right, you gonna do me wrong? Well, fuck it, I'll stay with you, but I'm gonna do your ass wrong too, and, man. And at this point, it was tip just for like, in a relationship, boy. It's not, it don't go work, but you also can't be in a relationship where a motherfucker trying to compete with you. Yeah, it's like I yeah. hate that was one that was an issue for me. I say, oh, I did X, Y, Z. Well, I did. I was like, why, why are you trying to one up the nigga? Like, we, we, supposed, we supposed to be together. Like, while we one up. But yeah. I had them issues now. Because my girl. And that's the thing. That's, 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 that's the thing. You know, I always tell people. And I was saying this before I got married to the person. You know, um, you need you need a, a, a bunch of seeds. The first one is communication, compromise, cooperation, and, and, and compassion. But if you don't have no communication, mm. you know, it's dead in the water. Communication, that's number one. Because if y'all can't talk to or you feel like you can't say nothing to her, when you feel like you can't say nothing to somebody, that's when you start doing you. Yeah. Or when she feels like she can't talk to you, that's when she start doing her. Yeah. And a lot of brothers run into brick walls like this because brothers ain't supposed to have feelings. Brothers, brothers ain't supposed to be cognizant of what they feel juxtaposed to how the, the lady is feeling mm-hmm. the sister is feeling and a lot of times you get punished 
for how you feel because we come from environments and a lot of times where it's this facade that we got to be macho or, or numb to all these different extenuating factors when in reality that should be killing us slow facts that, and it's I, I just i just told my girl that today it's like i'm so nonchalant about shit like she's like oh, yeah. she always make this oh you big negro you don't care about because i always always say that i'm like it isn't that i don't have emotions it's just like one i was never taught how to express them so mm-hmm. the shit that i should be emotional about i'll just kind of be like oh it is what it is but it's all, it's also that that what what comes with the like the moment you show some real emotion, mm-hmm. then I got to deal with the the name calling because then that toxic part come out. When it get you, but you only you you only show them emotion because I I never forget the one like the first time I ever cried in front of Shawty. Yeah, and it was because like I asked her like we had broke up and something. I was like, but why you want to be with me? And she gave out this long drawn out detail mm-hmm. that I felt like after all the years we was together, that was the first time. I ever felt she was true mm. to what she said. And I'm sitting there listening to her, and I just broke down crying. And she was looking at me like crazy as hell, and I, was, I couldn't stop it. Yeah. That shit had been built up for years. <laughs> and it was just like, bruh. And I felt so weak in that moment because it was like, damn, why is it so wrong for me? But I remember growing up, I remember me and some situation happened with my girlfriend in high school. She got sent off to her daddy's crib in Mississippi. Broke my heart. And I'm crying, and I'm in the bed, boo-hoo. And my daddy coming in, and he kind of consoling me. But the first time we get into an issue, well, your ass was in that motherfucker crying like a little bitch. And just like, bought this shit up. He may not have said it like that. <laughs> yeah. But I was just like, damn, bro. Like, as another man, <laughs> yeah. you should be like that. Okay, my son was able to do this in front of me. That's why I'm telling Sean, when he had his emotional moments, I'll be like, hey, bro, either cry or don't do it. That sobbing shit, we not gonna do. Yeah. I'm like, if you feel like you need to cry, let that shit out. Get it out. I, I'm your father. I'm gonna deal with it. But if you're not gonna cry, let's suck it up and move on with our life. Because if it ain't gonna bother you, there's no reason to be sitting over here. Yeah. If you gonna do all that sobbing, cry that shit out, bro. But it's just, and that's a whole nother episode yeah. within itself. I, mean, I, I already seen Dave gonna have to come back for the uh, yeah, no, for the fatherhood episode yeah. and oh, the brother, yeah, we, and, we, and, and, and we gonna have to get on that. But but before I, I'm gonna get back to to the business because that's what we here for. So, mm-hmm. what has been the most creative flavor for, of ice cream for you to come up with? Man, listen, we we make so many flavors. It's crazy. I had to I had to slow down. But one of the craziest ones that we make is uh, actually a, a salad ice cream. It's a caprese ice cream. So what we do is, you know how people get the caprese salads or the caprese sandwiches with the, the mozzarella, the, the basil and tomatoes and put a little olive oil and, and balsamic, balsamic vinegar and all that. Yeah. So I, I do that. I did that with the ice cream. And uh, we make it one time every year. Some people love it. Some people hate it. You know, because when you think about ice cream, you think about something fun, you know, something, you know, uh, sweet, but you don't think about something that has a light, savory uh, tone and, uh, and notes. So, uh, but we didn't did stuff with, with some of everything. We we do peach cobbler. Oh, yeah. We do berry cobblers. That's we do I key lime pie. Yeah, we do uh, curry coconut. You know, uh, we we do some of everything. Um Keep going, bro. Whatever you finna say, what I'm gonna say, what I gotta say. Um, and then we we'll do custom stuff for people. So like, uh, we even do a gooey butter cake ice cream. Oh, it's bro. it's so 
it's so it's so popular. Sometimes I'll be like, man, I should I shouldn't I should cut this off after summer because we don't really want people ordering, but if somebody want it, we gonna make it for them. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so, a lot of stuff. Question. Do they know about gooey butter cake before you? Because I know it's a big St. Louis thing. Yeah. So did they, oh yeah, I, I brought I brought a piece donut of the other day from old from I, uh, old town. Old town. Oh yeah. I went in. I, I don't know. I was driving to Bree House and I was like, damn, I want something sweet. And she lives right. She lives right around the corner yeah. from you. But the turn to her house it's off right New Morrison yeah. is right where the plaza is for yeah. old town. So I'm like. Let me go in there. And it's 24 hours. So I walk in there. I'm like, man, let me get a glaze. Let me get an old-fashioned. I'm like, let me get this gooey butter. I bit that motherfucker when I got to the crib. I was like, if this ain't a I wish, thing. I wish they had doors when I came because I, I stopped there every time I come to St. Louis because my mom lives not too far from there, too. Hey, I'm going to tell you but right now, got man. Them and this is A1. I, I'm going to tell you. Old Town, I've been living in Florissant for a while. And, and Old Town is clutch. Like, it. Three, four, five o'clock in the morning. You, you some sweet, bruh. It you straight right to old there. town, and I'm right there. And the crazy thing about it, you know, at my at the wedding, we had that donut wall. Mm-hmm. So my wife, we had a brunch style wedding back in 2019, and, and we decided mm-hmm. to get the morning of the wedding. I had to get to the barbershop, and I had to pick up 12 cases of donuts from old town. <laughs> and when I say I ain't getting no damn donut, all y'all, all hundred plus of y'all that was at my wedding. Just so y'all know, Maria had to stop me from sending y'all an invoice because, damn it, I was supposed to get a donut. It was my day, too, damn it. Low key, I you didn't even saying? know that. Was, maybe because of it was old time. Chicken, I didn't know there was a donut wall. I oh. ate the chicken and waffles and all that shit. I don't oh, remember bro, no was, donuts. It was a donut wall and all the donuts. send you an invoice because I Quit. want one from back then, too. <laughs> so, look, bro, what is next for you and Tiffin County? So we're in the process of opening a second location in um, Boston City Limits. Right now, we're probably like 10 minutes outside of Boston, still in Boston Metro. But we're going to open a second location in in Boston City Limits. Then uh, I'm, I'm scoping and looking for places in St. Louis, maybe even Illinois, uh, for a place to do uh, production. Chicago, man. I, I actually had so we get people who come from all over the country and sometimes all over the world we get people that drive from upstate new york just to get some ice cream right. and then go home you know and sometimes we get people from the chicago area and had this one guy from chicago's like man he said this is the best day of ice cream i've ever ate in my life he said you gotta come and start spreading well, out so listen, that's the that's that's the uh that's that's the move, you know. We want to see how we can go start in in, in cities where I live or have family at, because I got mad family in Chicago too. Chicago so, uh, bad, uh, Chicago, yeah, man, I'm from the Chicago area. They'll fuck with that for real, like especially you get a good maybe location, maybe downtown, or you can find one kind of up north yeah. where it ain't too far. Because everybody know drive from the south side of Chicago to the north side is like driving from. Damn, they're dropping the bank up there. Yeah. Like, it ain't that long, yeah. but it'll take an hour. Yeah. You get from one side of the city to the other. But for some good shit, you, you ain't shit to go up there. Especially downtown central. Yeah. I, I want them to make it. Make and, some and, part of, and part of my goal, too, is like the same goal I had when we when we we basically revamped and changed everything for Tipping Cow is I, I, every city I go to, I always stop and get their city 
magazine, you know, so the Boston magazine, I looked at who who won, you know, uh, that first year and was like, that need to be us. How can it be us? So I started thinking about, I got to do this work. So we did the work. So my goal is to eventually have us be the best of St. Louis, the best of Philadelphia, the best of, of Chicago. Then we start hitting these warm states, you know, the best of uh, Miami and, and L.A. and yeah. and all that other stuff, you know. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's so many little spots on Venice Beach. I, bro, I went to Cal- when I went on Venice Beach. I was like, bro, you can leave me here. Yeah, I'll skate from over there. Like I fucking <laughs> love this shit. Like this is it. I can see that popping on 150 yeah. plus flavors. Yeah. And, and because because we use like a lot of things based off of seasonality. California, this shit grow all year. Yeah. Florida stuff grow all year. And then I look at all the different things from a, a local and regional perspective. And see, like a lot of the stuff that we do, we say we make gourmet ice cream without the ego. A lot of it is some of it I get obsessed over a flavor or or the ingredients. You ever see those chef shows where they go to the farmers market and they walk in and they smelling the oranges and looking the looking at the produce and all the other stuff. I do that too. I I, I think and I, I analyze. Okay, if I'm gonna make a a, a key lime uh, pie ice cream, I need to know how to make a great key lime pie. Yeah. So that I can I can reverse engineer it and then say this is how I need to do this this and that to get these flavor notes in this ice cream. It it was so crazy one time. This guy, uh, his dad came from out of town. He said, uh, Dad, we always get the key lime pie. He said, uh, oh, that's not key lime pie ice cream. They just put a pie in a pan. <laughs> so I didn't get offended because I, it, to me, that signal, it tasted so much like a key lime pie to that man. He, he didn't think it was ice cream. He thought it was a pie. Mm. Right, but that's true. Actual like pot. What you used to? Yeah. Then it's legit. Yeah. I, I'm so gonna, I'm gonna need so I would use all of that. I'm gonna tell you right now. When you make the past master ice cream, man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just I got to do it for the for, for the lady at home for I, at home producer. It got to taste like I a pound that. cake, bro. So it, it, pound cake. The two women. I oh, love so the we most, do. My wife and we my do, mama. They they they, they love pound cake. cake. I need a pound cake, bro. We 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 do a lot of stuff with with cake, so. You know, we um, and I I actually got some recipes with some pound cakes that uh that uh we could we could definitely try out too. Fire in the ice cream. Yeah. So we do we do a lemon cake ice cream too. We do a black forest cake. We do a Boston cream pie, which is essentially uh a cake and stuff like that too. Um, Boston cream pie isn't actually a cake, but it's you know. Yeah. They call it a pie. Uh, so, so we do we do a lot of stuff with cakes, and you know, um, you make a good pound cake. Start with the good quality pound cake, and yeah. then you shape the ice cream around that pound cake. Yeah. You know, and then uh, as far as like a lemon cake, uh, I got good recipe. My mama Seven Up cake. You know. I can make a seven up cake. That, that's exactly uh, what I'm talking about. That seven, that seven up cake right there. Yeah. Hey. We, we need, I need to go see the, 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 the 
I, I, you know what? I've never been to Boston, man, and I Me would love, I would love to go. I you know what I'm saying? See the Prince Hall. Uh, fact, as a matter of fact, from what I understand, they supposed to bring the charter back out this year. I heard. In 2022, they supposed to bring the charter back out. So I, uh, I, I, I think we're gonna definitely have to make that trip. We need to make that trip. So, so as we get ready to wrap up, man, where can listeners and viewers find information about you and your business? Uh, they can go to tippincow.com, uh, see a lot of our flavors. I still need to put some more on there. We we move pretty fast. You can also um, check us on social media at Tipping Cow Ice Cream on Instagram, Tipping Cow on Facebook. Uh, we have a Twitter, but we don't use that that much. It's Tipping Cow Tip MA. Tipping MA. Yeah. The stream is actually on right now. Our stream is going on Facebook, my page, YouTube. And Twitter because I found your Twitter account, so I made yeah. sure to tag yep. the Twitter account so it'll be popping over there. So, so before we let you go, bro, I we had this thing called Rapid Fire, so we're gonna ask you some quick questions. Don't think about them. First thing come to mind. You ready? Uh no doubt. Yeah. Dream vacation. Bali. Favorite ice cream flavor you've made. Triple chocolate. I didn't. I hated chocolate ice cream until I invented it. Mm, mm. Number city. one seller now. Favorite city. <laughs> Favorite city. Uh, New York City. Don't get him. Don't you, get in trouble. I know you're married, but celebrity crush. Uh, my celebrity crush is a uh, girly Asian. She's a local celebrity. Mm. She's also my wife. <laughs> hey, hey, you see my boy play that smooth, didn't he? <laughs> if you had one wish, what would it be? Um, to have twelve billion dollars, so that I can do great work with six billion of it. Mm, that's right there. Favorite movie? Ooh, um, I'm gonna go with Harlem Nights. Classic. Dream car. Um, Aston Martin Vanquish. Oh, I like that. Man. I like that, man. David Lizzie Jr. of Tipping Cow out of Boston, man, for kicking it with us, man. I appreciate you thoroughly for turning up with us tonight, man, having a great interview. Yes, sir. Like I said, even though he ain't in the building, if you look at the background, you wouldn't know. You would think he's sitting next to the past master right now, yep. looking like he is in the building, man. Y'all make sure y'all tap in with us next week. It's going to be a very fun episode. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun next as week. As we've said, we are looking for a woman co-host to kind of give us that extra je ne sais quoi yeah. that we need. There's only so we much did. two men can do. Yeah, we need some estrogen on the show. Got a little, we got to sprinkle a little estrogen to balance out everything. So <laughs> what I did was make a post about it. I mm-hmm. made a flyer. And I sent it out, and I sent it out to every woman that commented potentially about being on there. And I'm gonna post it one more time before then to see Facebook algorithm really messed up right now. I'll be yeah. seeing notifications from hellas ago. I never see the new notifications, so I don't know if if mine like that. I assume everybody else is like that. But I'm gonna post again on all my social media because I usually do it on Facebook. I'm gonna put it on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Snap. Yeah. And what I'm trying to do is we only got six mics in here. We're going to have to double up. Yeah. Because all of these ladies are going to come in next week, and we're going to have a big free-for-all episode. I don't know what I'm going to put. as Honestly, I wouldn't put nothing but rapid-fire questions and random and topics. I, and, that's, and the crazy part is, 
the requirement for them to come when I sent it. Each of them need to come with one random topic yeah. to discuss. And they don't have to have the full details of it, but an idea of the potential segment that they want to incorporate into this wonderful radio show podcast yeah. that we have here at Ethnic Issue More. So, once we get all them on here, I'm going to try to really push for y'all to watch this episode. I'm going to try to get some phone calls in. And I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm push this episode. I'm probably going to promote this episode more than I've done any other episode yeah. because I want some fan votes. I actually want I actually want to have I want to have some guys pull up. I and and I want the guys to pull up solely for the purpose of just to give us a little live fe- live feedback, yeah, live just, audience. Just sit in you the know, back, man. Sit in the back. Come, you can bring your drink. You know, we're going to have some fun next week, you know. In the in the words of the great philosopher G Herbo. Yes. Smoke what you going <laughs> to smoke. Yeah. Drink what you going to drink. Roll if you gonna roll. Do what you gonna do. Just don't step on these all white G Fazos. Yeah. If you don't know what G Fazos are, that's what we call Air Force Ones. Well, I don't call that shit, but Chicago, that's what they call Air Force mm-hmm. Ones. And I and think it, I'm gonna buy a new pair so I can have two of them at the crib. I, I got I got two of them at the crib. Yeah. I, got, I got like a the okay pair, and I got the pair I barely take out the box. Yeah. I've maybe worn one time, if that. Yeah. And I bought them to, I bought them when we went to LA and I've never taken them out. But before we get oh, up yeah, off I this, before we get up off of this, I want to give a shout out to a guest. I didn't get to put all of their comments up there, but I'm gonna put this one. Shout out to Kevin Raheem White. What up, bro? He's been tapped in this whole episode, but he gave because I had the screen magnified. Yeah. Unlike I usually do, so I can't see the comments. He put a lot of deep info when we were talking about. The, the Kwanzaa stuff. Yeah. I'm talking about some big... Oh, that's my, oh, that's my brother. Okay, so that, yeah. and I figured he had something uh-huh. to do with you. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. I'm actually going to kind of post some of his comments as we leave. And now, we must remember the past, the memory that was passed down, and the living memory. I'm talking about he was giving us some oh, deep... Oh, my man. My man stuff. Got... During the height of the Black Freedom Movement in the 1960s, Los Angeles, I can't even say the next... Milana Karinga. You better go ahead with your good <laughs> words. Designated a Black Holiday Kwanzaa that yeah. was modeled after the West African Harvest Festival's on the Africa continent and use Swahili words and phrases. Swahili is a lingua. It's, it's our mm-hmm. language. It's, it's the mother tongue primarily spoken along mm-hmm. the eastern coast. Every day a candle mm-hmm. is lit to celebrate one of the seven principles of the Nguzu Saba over the course of the cultural holiday, which runs from December 26th to January 1. And I really want to do this, start getting into this because December 26th, that's my, her soul, Rosetta Phillips, my mm. grandmother. That's her birthday. Oh, uh, that's that's Kevin's mom's birthday. That's mm. dope. Like that's that's my grandma, mm-hmm. my mom's mom's birthday, and it's crazy. My that's my my mama's mom's birthday. My daddy mama that just passed in the last year. Her birthday is Juneteenth. Yeah. And so that's deep. So, so it's, one it's, grandma it's is the start of Kwanzaa. The other one is Juneteenth. Yeah. That's deep. And and, and really, you know, uh, put some more too. Oh my 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 guy Juneteenth. got the whole my 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 guy put all seven principles in here. Yes. And and, and if you <laughs> if you don't know anything about the Nguzu Saba. Check it out, cause I, as a history teacher, it's no, not I'm taught in our school. I'm looking to this man, and it's crazy and, and, because why don't why don't all white people celebrate this like we do Christmas? Well, unfortunately, when it was when it was pushed in the '90s, it when it was pushed in the '90s, we were really into the uh, what's the, the the financial side of Christmas, and mm-hmm. to a parent to a black parent, it was like almost choosing which not. They didn't realize that really all you had to do was celebrate both. 
Yeah. You, had, you had to celebrate both. And you didn't necessarily have to give. I, mm-hmm. I like, I look at it as you don't have to give a gift during Kwanzaa, but you can give enlightenment. That's some of the best gifts mm-hmm. right there. You can give knowledge. You give history. Mm-hmm. You know, because our, our schools, every school don't have a teacher like me. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm ne- never saying that. But my students know what they get. Nobody else in the district is getting it. Because you, you enrich mm-hmm. me in history. Yeah. You love history to mm-hmm. the point where I be damned. Y'all leave my class and don't know at least a third of what I know about our culture. I, I, I love, and I, I ain't going to lie, I love the, the, the students in my class right now who are not black. Because they, you should see their eyes light up when they hear something. They're like, "I never knew that," and that's uh, that's mm-hmm. one kid. That's one kid who I'm possibly changing his future yeah. course. And who knows yeah. how many more kids he can affect? Like, hey man, we don't do that. Why? Yeah. X Y Z, and that's what we have to. And, and it's crazy because a lot of times you always hear we don't want to continue to have to teach other races. It's like, damn, bro, how much we got to teach you? But at some point. You do have to, if you know it, you kind of got to pass that knowledge on yeah. because mm-hmm. even though we don't want to teach, who else is going to teach it? Exactly. So if it don't come from, I, I'd rather me teach you about my history than to get whitewashed. Man, I I, I literally, I had. I think slavery is cool. When, when when I hear, I had a student tell me today that she was like, you you made my high school career. like it, She was like, I hated history the last three years because I got tired of white people telling me about what what my people went through. And she was like, when I hear it from you, it's a different feel because I can see the pain in your face. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and even the terms, when they say slaves, I don't use that term. I use ensla- formerly enslaved people or, or something like that to, to, in, to emphasize our growth. Thanks, though. I remember mm-hmm. having to watch, like, Rosewood. I'm like, um, why you got me watching this But show? you know what? Rosewood is something that kids, that I, I wish more schools would have showed that. And I'm going I'm I'm to tell you well, why. I had about a white teacher showing exactly. this shit. So we sitting in the class, it's me, I'm a bunch of white kids. They like, oh, I'm sitting there like, I'll slap the fuck out of all of y'all yeah. in here for this. <laughs> and, 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 and so that, that's that's how, you watching it without the context. Yeah, exactly. Like, the I'm content, content, yeah. here, I, I went to DeSmet. And so going mm-hmm. to DeSmet, that that was my experience all four years. I remember seeing American History X my senior year in high school. If y'all seen that movie, it's Don't nothing. Mm-hmm. Bruh. And, and, and being asked every class. So how do you feel? Why are you asking me? What about Johnny and Bobby and that? Ask them. Because you asking me, Columbine High School had just, and my senior year, Columbine happened my junior year. I literally was like, I ain't going to embarrass my mama by ended up as the face of violence, but they was driving me there every day. You know what I'm saying? And so, just understand, hey, Dave, we're gonna have to have you come back, and, and we're gonna, I'm gonna, need Kevin, I'm gonna need Kevin to come through. We're gonna have one of them in 22. Let, let's get that on the books. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Let's, let's, sure sure let's, let's get some black, let's get some black culture episodes where black we just, episodes, yeah, man, we getting real deep. And, and brother Kevin, um, he, he's a poet and playwright too. So, okay. when you said your dad is a poet. The first thing that comes to mind is, you know, like if your dad has some books, and if he don't, you know, Kevin is an excellent resource. Man, I have so, been trying to push my father to take his poetry to Latin because it's literally a hobby for him. Yeah. But I'm like, but and he getting older, my pops be having cancer issues already. I'm like, but and it, Lord forbid he was to pass, I promise you, I would make. A book out of them poems. Yeah, he got enough poetry to where I can make multiple hundred plus pages of books. 
So one thing I told him I'm going to do, and I may do it when I go home if he's up to it. I was like, if I can't get you to get to the level where I can, let me do a video. I was going to say, why don't you, why don't you let – let you let you read some. Let him read some. Let Sean read some. I'm gonna get. He wrote a. He's but he's crazy. Anything happens triggers a poet. He does a lot more spiritual type poetry. Yeah. But the day I was born, I had a long. I always say I want to get a tattoo on my whole body. He had a whole poem that's like March second, 1999. Mm. My birthday. Long ass poem. Sean has a poem. Grand like grandfather to grandson. Like he he write a poem about if you go on his Facebook. So many friends, and I've had friends. I click on his mutual friends. We got like twenty plus now. Yeah. Because any friend I know that likes poetry, I'm like, hey man, my daddy named Jamie. Go ahead, man. Ain't gonna yeah. be too many people you find. I'm like, go add him. He do poetry. I think you'll enjoy it. I'm like, it may not be in the same realm you talk, but if you you read through him, he get deep. And no matter what it is, like he he, he writes some good ass poetry. So I was like, hey, can I do a video? I'm like, I'll pick the scenery. I'll figure out the microphone situation. I'm like, but I just want to go out and record you doing some poem, and I want to put the content out. Yeah. Like a documentary. So, so I don't mean to cut you off, but in hearing that, all you just did was confirm to me that this was already predestined for you. You know what I'm saying? You being able to come in these spaces with other worthy brothers, good brothers, and other people who have also come on your, uh, the podcast, this was already predetermined for you because he had already started the creative energy mm-hmm. that was planted into you and you were part of that tree that he planted or that was planted in him. It so, is, so we're a creative family. Like my dad, the greatest thing I used to always say, my, my daddy do poetry and my mama could sing her ass off. So they would always get booked at our church. They, they're the only people I ever seen do a poetry song duo. My daddy would tell detailed poem for whatever it is and it'll fade out until my mama faded in and sing it. Mm. And don't be no music in the background. It's just them two. As she fade out singing, here he come back in with the poem. Like they, I used to hear them in the crib practicing this shit all the time. And I was just like, why y'all don't got the ambition to make this something the way I, because I'm just sitting in the room like, so, niggas cold. so let me, let, let me, let me stop you, brother. Because you already said something. Y'all had already talked about it. Y'all, y'all have, y'all planted a new tree from from these different trees. Ethnic issue more can create or has already created. It's already done. You've already created a lane where you can showcase them, and then you can showcase the brother's history and his knowledge. You can have your history corner. You can have your your, your poetry and talent corner. Y'all already doing things with music and, and poetry. You know what to be. You know what to be. Like Dave just put. We just we could we could literally, after with numbers going away, Zadie's corner. And I read a poem. And read a poem. And I'm gonna yeah. have him send me one every yeah. week, or because of with or maybe I'll get him to pre-record himself doing it. Yeah. Send it because his work. Because it's I, his work. I'm yeah. Already, his work schedule is why. I haven't had him on the episode because I've already talked to him about it. I'm like, hey, I want to do an episode with you. Yeah. Talking about your poetry and all that, man, because he don't, like I said, he look at it as just a hobby. And I'm like, nah, bro, we in the age where and he got binders for days. So. He it, has, I don't even, I think all the binders he finally made him transfer to a computer, and I doubt he's done it. He's been writing poetry. I was born in 89. He's been doing that shit years before I was born. 
So so if I if I give y'all some flowers real quick, not to uh to uh depot or take I'm not gonna take up too much time because I, I know I can talk. But see, like I'm a I'm also one thing I didn't say is I'm a professional dot connector. So I can see, I can visualize, I can take bullet points of someone's idea or what they already doing. And if I start seeing it, I already know what it can be from the nascent phase to further on. And the name is excellent. Ethnic Ish and More. That's a brand, that's a multi-faceted global conglomerate name. I'm speaking it into existence. I felt that way when I picked yeah. it. And, and, and because you have the and more, it's limitless. You brothers insane. could do everything. Yeah. Name, and you will do everything. But look, I, listen, I received that. Because when I created this, ethnic ish was all I had. Yeah. I literally added the and more because I was like, at that point, anything within my community brand could be the and more. Yeah. The ethnic is really just for me saying black people. Yeah. The ish is just like black shit. Black yep. people shit, man. So black people shit and more. So we could, I could go so far with this, like, and I've already had those thoughts. That's why yeah. we, that's we, why we 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 do we do this. Yeah, planned out. Yeah, we do this. Be outside of this venue. Yeah, that's really diving yep. into what we do as far as Black Fatherhood, HBCU life. Like we got so much shit that we don't thought about and sat down. It's just literally timing and putting it on. Because I always say stuff like, "You can have an idea. You can start tomorrow." But you gotta, you gotta let shit marinate yeah, to yeah. everything is the mm-hmm. way you think because I'm a visionary to this this media side and stuff. I was like, everything got to be aligned the way I see it yep. before I do it. It don't matter when we do it, as long as the idea is out there, we can start brainstorming. So once we finally got everything in place, as far as all the stuff we need for it, when we start, man, we can have probably eight, five, six episodes. I, 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 I always tell clients. Uh, when I was consulting, like you ever seen those uh, those Chinese domino competitions where they make the elaborate designs, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's all beautiful, and you could tell they took hella time, you know, designing how they was gonna map it out, but then also hella time putting all this stuff in place, putting in all that grind and that work. I said, all of that starts with one domino. So then you start thinking about what is your domino? What's the domino that's gonna set it all in motion? You you brothers doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. And I don't know if any guest has come on and said this. Uh I don't know if of, of other guests have, have said it, but I'm gonna tell you, y'all, y'all got this. Y'all got it. Yeah, I got a, a brilliant idea, you got a brilliant concepts, and you got something that can transcend in a beautiful way, locally, regionally, nationally, and globally. That's crazy. Man. Because I've done that before. Thus far, this show has been listened to 34 states, 25 countries. Yeah. Like, Shout out to Switzerland. Switzerland is our top outside <laughs> of the United States. It goes Switzerland, Costa Rica, like India. Shout out to the UK, too. Like, UK fucks with us heavy. And it was just crazy. And like I said, the numbers ain't the way I need them to be. But the fact that I know somebody in Switzerland has listened to every episode I've made, yeah. whether it's one person, 
This motherfucking Swiss. I ain't never been to Switzerland. Neither. So that means if I was ever go to Switzerland and put Ethnic and Shamora out, somebody huh. there know about it and will possibly show up. I'm gonna tell you right now. If you listen to us out of the country, hit us up on on one of our one of Please our media. Please do. And, and tell us where you from because we want to shout you out. And, and I, I'll I, post it, man. I'll make sure that we can get your whole. I know how to do all that. I'll get you, whether it's a tweet, whether it's an Instagram post, Facebook post, like Switzerland. Somebody from Switzerland that's listening to this, when you do catch this in the next couple of weeks, you listen to it all the way through, hit me up, man. Yeah. At, and you can look at the, depending on where you're listening at, all that info should be in there because I do upload it. Click on our social media pages, man. Let me know where you're from. Let me know where you're listening from. And so... So, so we could just tap into you, man. Like, go on the website, sign up for the email. I'm gonna start yeah. putting them out again. Like, I just want to tap in with like-minded people. And like Kevin said, as we finna wrap this up, it's not crazy. It's God. Yeah. Everything is preordained. What you gonna do in your life? At this point, you just gotta live the path that was already destined for you, whether you see it or not, man. I appreciate all y'all tuning in, man. Yeah. It's your boy Nico the Great. I'm the past master and for 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 my family and everybody. For Rome, we love you, we miss you. May the great great that architect in that sky be pleased with how you live your mm-hmm. life to this day. I know a lot of people are not only grieving but they happy with mm-hmm. the life you that and that's what you do. You leave a legacy. Yeah. It ain't about how you live. It's about how your life is once you become that perfect Ashley. Mm-hmm. So people don't mm-hmm. get you're not perfect until you put in that ground. Yeah. Because of how somebody perceives your life. You may think you're a perfect living being, but you're not until your last breath. Because at that burial, at that type of life, that's how they that see is you. the time when somebody that's the time where you hear all the great deeds you've done. If you was mm-hmm. a shitty person, you're gonna hear about it. Yep. Or you ain't gonna hear less about what the good you've done. But when you're a good person, your funeral is to the point where people gotta stand. Yeah. So live your life mm-hmm. like that. Shout out to the homegirl, Letha, that's listening, man. I appreciate you. That's been my homie since we was in like kindergarten. We grew up in church, man. Shout out to brother David, Lindsay, yeah, man. Julia, Tip, and Kevin. Appreciate man. it, bro. Definitely going to yeah. get you on. As they, were, as they were saying in, in Kiswahili, um, you know, uh, Asante Sana, thank you very much. Yeah. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Kevin. Yeah. Kevin White, man. I want both of y'all to come back on the episode, man. We definitely going to get deep into this our culture and all that man it's your boy man we out this thing ethnic issue more episode 93 tipping cow Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Can you read? It's a ethnic issue more TV with your ass she ass.